special treat this week. Christina Rumbly's back. And we have another amazing conversation. We talk about her daughter is in college and they're empty nesters. We talk about Naked Man. You'll have to listen to see what that's about. We talk about her businesses and being a business owner. And um, I don't know. We talk about all kinds of stuff, as we always do. I know she's a fan favorite, so she's back. I hope you like this episode with me and my very good, very dear, very longtime friend, Christina Rumbly. I rode my bicycle past your window last night. It's getting longer, Very getting long. there, you know, but I do that. I do the, it's uh, not metformin because I did that. It didn't work on me. And clearly we didn't have another child, obviously. Um, so it never worked. And it's what women with PCOS went on really? to help them not blow up like a balloon. This, this semaglutide, which is Saxenda, it's called, which is really, I keep saying, liraglutide. Whatever it is, is the only thing that has ever worked in my life. Interesting. Now. Does it give me the shits? Absolutely. Is that fantastic? No. Does that ruin your sex life? All the time. <laughs> Do I have two o'clock in the morning cramps that literally send me running into the bathroom? 100%. Yeah. But I'm thin. Pull your mic up. Um, unless you don't want to talk about this on, on the Oh, I, yeah. yeah. Well, this is good conversation. Know, it's good to learn about it. It is good to learn about yeah. it. Well, they put me on metformin for my gut health. I guess they said a positive side effect of that was um it balances your gut health mm -hmm. so and they were like side effect is you lose some weight but you're like hmm, hmm. let me think <laughs> should i i don't know Could I? Yeah. maybe yeah I, it didn't work for me and i i was bummed because i kept hearing metformin you'll you'll get pregnant and you'll lose weight i'm like how's that work and did but neither and you obviously didn't, didn't lose weight and didn't get pregnant so i was i went off it pretty quickly i've lost a little bit but i wouldn't say i'm super impressed and not but but again that's not why i'm on it sure um i'm on it for my for my gut and my gut is better but it's not well now when you say gut when you say gut mm -hmm. do you mean gut health like that internal stuff are you talking like gut like like i shut my brains health? out yeah okay yeah, yeah like oh. that so i yeah i can understand that yeah you i know, know what I mean? right no when i had i've talked about this before on the podcast but um i was having i had gut problems like day one of covid, COVID yeah and it, they just never went away. Getting closer. And I and went to the doctor. Even tighter. Jeez. Oh, my. So this is gone. Like that whole thing. I, mean, I go I was like saying, this. Used to, I go like this. Should so I do that too? Down, so I don't see it so much. And then if so it's, it's not closed, in your nose. Exactly. Got it. So it's less in your peripheral. How about that? Is that better? That's great. Now Love I can it. see your pretty face. So now I don't. Now I don't want to <laughs> move. <laughs> I feel like a cat. You know, when they're like this. I don't know so what to do. Anyway, robotical. <laughs> um. Yeah. Anyway, I, I had this gut issue from day one. I went to the, I went to, I saw a nurse practitioner, saw my doctor, had a colonoscopy, had 
stool samples, uh, blood work done, a physical, full, like, everything. And at the end of the day, my doctor went, hmm. Oh, my God. And I was like, but I'm still having symptoms. I love he just creepily puts know, his right? fingers in there. So and you see the guy coming around. <laughs> uh, yeah, and she was just like, hmm. And I was like, but You're I'm like, still you have having symptoms. Every angle of my yes. anus, and yeah. you've done everything possible, and, and the, you got nothing, and nothing. So nothing. nothing in those samples that I had to give to exactly, you, which nothing. is really demeaning. Nothing. Yeah. Because think about what you do for a cat. You're like, how do I get cat stool samples? How do you do human stool samples? Yeah, it's pretty gross. I bet it's really gross. They're like, oh, just shit in this jar. Oh, no. They give you a little bitty. <laughs> no, I swear to God, this is how it works. It's really gross. They give you a little bitty pill jar and the lid, (laughs) the lid has a spoon on it. No. Swear to God. So you get to scoop. Oh, they give you a rubber glove too. Thank you. You're going to pick the turd up. You're going to pick the turd out as if, as if people that have gastro issues get a full turd. (laughs) Just so we're clear. I don't know about you, but I'm probably so right because I don't have a full turd. No No. way. If we were pooping full (laughs) thickness we wouldn't be coming to you i know right so yeah i picked up the partial turd out of the toilet and <laughs> scooped it into the thing it's so disgusting yeah and you're I like mean, this is for my health this is because i have a problem i've got to stop almost pooping this myself this is the level of desperation i've reached yes right is that, i'm gonna I can't figure this I'm out i'm gonna spoon yeah. like caviar oh. my, my shite it's more like pate yeah <laughs> I don't like, like either. So it's okay. I know, neither. No. <laughs> no, no, no. I, Doug was laughing. He goes, what are you guys going to talk about? He goes, tell her I said hi oh. and tell her that the only reason why you're funny is me. And I oh, go, shut up. That is I'm so like, not true, Doug. Oh, he, he has a contest going me. He says it to Avery all the time. He's like, well, we know who the funny one is in the family. And he oh, competes. He literally has it in his head that he thinks he's funnier than me. And I'm like, you're not. He goes, you take my jokes and you make them funnier. And I'm like, it's not, a, you could be a great songwriter, but it's the singer who's bringing it to life. Totally, okay? totally, totally. So you can tell yourself <laughs> that you think you're making the jokes up. He goes, you just take them and run with them. I'm like, it's the delivery. It's the delivery, baby. Okay. Mr. <laughs> Mr. Deadpan. Dry, dry Melba toast. Like, he's so dry. He's saltine oh crackers. Oh God. He and- is, <laughs> I always thought he was so funny. I know. Because- I remember you would say, oh my God, we talked for hours. And I'm like, he can't even talk for seven minutes without losing his mind and already starting to, I call him, he's got ADD and he will never admit to it, but he's undiagnosed autistic with ADD. I know he has ADHD <laughs> because he, we always laugh, we're leaving the house and I'll be like, I'm like, Hey, let's go. Come on. And he goes, don't ride me, you know? And I'm like, don't need to be ridden. Don't make me ride you like a wet mule. Right. If you can't get your shit and get out of the house, like what? <laughs> I said 10 minutes ago, hey, let's rock and roll. Let's go. 10 minutes later, I'm like, hey, we're rocking and rolling. You getting out? It's not like he has to primp and prep. He's like out the door, mm-hmm. usually in his shorts and 30 degrees in his freaking shirt. It's got, he's got a uniform. He wears it every day. I'm like, what do we need to do here? All right. And I say he starts playing. Um, I'm like, did you start playing the saxophone? Did you just start building uh, widgets? <laughs> like ADD, like fish, squirrel. <laughs> God. And he goes, you're the one with the squirrel problem. I'm like, no. No, no, because I'm focused. I'm an ADD with focus, if yeah, that right. makes any sense. I'm an organized, executable ADD person. Oh, I don't know if you're ADD. I think you're just highly creative. Maybe. A high, a high, because People I... say I'm ADD, though. Really? Yeah, because th- I can be all over the place. Mm-hmm. But I'm like, aren't women supposed to do that? We're Webbers. We web. 
we do the webbing. Never heard of that. No. Yeah. No. Like um, it's from the book. I think it was from my my stepmother and my father, very Christian. And they had the love and trust, the love and respect book that was written years ago about men want to be respected and women want to be loved and true, all true statements. But it was a professor. He wrote all these books. And so it says something about women can web and we literally can and go a thousand different directions and keep circling back to it and remember it. And men are like, eh. well, what is theirs? If we're a web, what are, what is theirs? Uh, <laughs> Blinders like a horse in like a race. A, like a frog tongue. Gotta get it. Gotta get it. My eyes are big. Gotta get it. That's yeah. funny. It's true. That's I, really I think so. So what'd you say to Doug when you, when he said, what are you going to talk about? Oh, well, but when you told me that we were going to talk about, you know, what it's like to be an empty nester, because that's I'm full on in it. Yep. I said, oh, I can't wait to tell Leanne what has happened in our lives. And what has happened in our lives is my husband has become the naked guy. A naked guy. <laughs> and I told him, I said, I'm going to talk about this. And he was like, what are you going to say? I'm like, the truth. Like, I'm not going to pussyfoot around it. Like, all of a sudden, Avery's no longer in the house. And he will walk out, have shower, everything. He comes out of the bathroom naked. And I'm just like, <laughs> and I'm literally going, I don't, I don't, I don't know if I'm into, I don't know if I'm digging it because he sees the movie in his head. Remember, he's trapped in 1980s, long hair, shirt down to here, playing the guitar, strippers and cocaine. I mean, like he's still got his head wrapped around a little bit in there, the a porn bit. days of yeah. that, right? Like yeah, yeah. the whole, like. I don't have a pool, you know, and you're like, what did they have beavers, bushy beavers too back then? I mean, anyway, so he, he comes out and, and he like stretches and is doing it to be funny. And I think he really truly is wanting me to be like, yeah, like a movie. And I'm like this, huh? What are you doing? And he goes, and he, he truly, and then it'll be like, so I guess that's a no. I'm like, is, is that, hold on, is that your, me- are you messaging me right now? Because right? if you are, not hidden. Right? Right? Yeah. I don't get it. Naked guy all the time. And I said, I'm going to tell Avery that. He was like, don't you dare. I'm like, Doug, you, what are you hiding? You're naked guy. She's no longer in the house. You were 20 years. You never, I've never seen you do this. And now it's constant. And he'll walk out and he'll like go to get on the bed. And I'm like, put your, get your nuts out of my face. <laughs> I don't. I don't need all of that. Like, I don't need it. <laughs> and I think he truly is wanting me to be like, yeah, that's hot. Yeah. I'm like, that's never going to happen. Right. I'm wrong going girl. cover it. Yeah. Cover wrong it. Girl, wrong girl. <laughs> that's wrong. so funny. I, I don't know any girl. I don't know any woman that truly, I don't care how much they love the D. I don't know if they're going to be like, yeah, he's 54 years old. Yeah. He's an older dude and I love him dearly. He's still hot, but. Every day, every day. And you, and I go, when is it going to like dry where you're like, okay, I'm not going to get the reaction I needed. It was funny. Ha ha ha. Next joke. Right. It's not funny. It's not hitting. You know what I'm saying? Rewrite the joke. Now, why do you, why do you, that's so interesting. So was he naked guy before you never, never, not when you, not before. He has never been naked guy. That's why I'm saying, is he going through a midlife crisis? Like, why are you naked guy? He goes, the thing is if roles were reversed and I'm like, but they if never will re- be. <laughs> See what I'm saying? There's a there's a movie. If roles were reversed, there is a movie. There's a movie, and I go, who's starring in this movie? Like, right? What? Who wrote the script? 
<laughs> and how old are they? And do they have like a cigar out of their mouth? And are they like, hey, kids, let's watch the like what? What is are they like 14? Well, that's they the thing. I'm like, you're either like a 14, 15 year old because, you know, as they get older, he gets testosterone. and He does the pellets and all. And I'm like, great. Thanks a lot. That's the that is exactly what we need. I was right. like, can we pull it back a few pellets? <laughs> right. And he goes, well, do we need to? I'm like, yes, pull it back. Pull the pellets back because How it's too funny. much. Naked guy, dick in the face all the time. I can't. I'm just like, Avery's gone. I love that you need an activity. Yeah. But let's, let's, uh, <laughs> maybe, maybe rethink that activity. Hmm, tennis. I don't know. Something. <laughs> and he's like, hey. well, maybe that's what he's doing with his balls. A he's little stretching. Tennis, uh, uh, uh. He brings it. He's stretching. It's right here. And I'm like, there's no part of you that thinks that's kind of adorable. Oh, adorable. Yeah. Not hot though. Yeah, Not- no, no, that's different. That's different. Yes. So, isn't that cute? It's so cute. <laughs> <laughs> what do you see in your head? What's the movie? What am I dressed like? What am I saying to you? Am I going, yeah? Like, I told him, like, what is the response you're expecting? That's what I need to know. I think he's expecting any clothes that you're currently wearing to be just like explode off every day, to explode off and just rip it. Yeah. yeah and I'm like this. Right. Well, I just um, shit myself because I'm taking something to make me thinner, which you love. But there's a there's a cataclysmic problem here. It is a juxtaposition. Right. And I know that you don't like talking about that, Mr. Stratton, but there is truth in it. Yeah. Right. I mean, how do you tell how do you tell the love of your life if you keep messing with my butt when we're playing around? Something might happen. A problem. It's going to be a problem. You know, you're going through this yourself. Yeah, it's going to be a it's, problem. And, yes. and he doesn't relate. I said, you've never in your life had IBS. You've never had like, oh, I better get home. Yeah. You've never, never in his life. He's never. He has no. never not had a full blown poop. And I know Bert has IBS, right? Oh, yeah, yeah. Totally. Yeah. So he understands. Well, I was like, imagine having sex and the pressure. Like all of a sudden I'm like, this is going to be a problem. <laughs> and it will change a, a nice moment to a, I mean, the panic. S- Panic, yeah. sweating, yeah. and tightening everything I have to go, if I hit on him, <laughs> this is so what story is that going to be? <laughs> well, it might take care of a naked guy. <laughs> All of a sudden, he's coming out. He's like, I'm good. <laughs> I've got my parka on now as I go to sleep. Thank you. It's that's like, you know, I'm not into it anymore. Mm, that story tough. changed. That movie did change more. <laughs> Maybe. Yeah. So he's naked guy now that Avery's gone. And I know you, I think you know that we had to put our dog down, Binky, which was I'm sorry. Awful. Yeah. And that's Doug's like best buddy. He's still like, I wake up in the middle of the night and he's crying in the bathroom. I'm just like, Jesus, it's just awful. How long did you have Binky? We had him for 12 and a half years. And this was his whoopee. This was his blanket for him. He sat in his lap every day. We went on every trip with him. So it's been really hard. And, And I mean, just the life changes that have happened. One after another, it's like because you moved too. We moved September first. Binky gets diagnosed with you know kidney failure, and he, the doctor's like, "Yeah, he's got a couple months." We're driving our we move right. We're driving our daughter seven days later to go to college, which I wrote, I texted you like, "This is no one prepared me for." I had no idea, and yeah. I've heard people talk about it, but it never. It's like having a baby. No one can really prepare you. No, none of the books. No, I don't care what you read. Your own experience is going to come through no matter what. I swear to you, when we were two days before we took her, I started having like waves of panic and I started like 
just going through the motions of, hey, this, I told Doug, I remember sitting down with him, I was bawling. I was like, I've been a horrible mother. She has no idea how much I've been selfish. I've, I've chosen my career over her year over and over and over again. And she'll never realize how much I, I didn't, I wasn't good. You know, I just went through, I went Aww. through the devastation of feeling like, is it? I've my imprint, my thumbprint, my time, it's, it's fleeting. It's gone. And I cannot impact on, I can't put it into her anymore. I, yeah. I've, I've done my part it's to that over. degree. Yeah. Yeah. And, and the just regrets just were sweet. Sw- it was awful. And Honey, I just I'm was, sorry. Oh, it was awful. I was bawling to her and I was just like, I'm so sorry. I chose my work all the time over you. And she was like, it's okay. And Avery, uh, autism, Avery, it's okay. You're fine. <laughs> No, you did the best you could. I mean, <laughs> thank you. How about just say, no, mom, I love you. You're amazing. You are the best mom anyone could ask for. No, those aren't vocabulary words that her or Doug have. Yeah. So I have to like write the script. Like, tell me that this I'm is pretty. what I need. I need you to tell me I'm skinny. I'm pretty. You love me. I love you back. <laughs> then cue the hand, hug, make it firmer, hold a little longer. Like, <laughs> post-it notes all over them. No, but it was. It was intense. So you had the breakdown a couple of days before. How was it for the rest of the time? Like for the drive and for dropping off and for leaving? Drive was cool. She was on her, you know, she's, she's MIA. She's a loner. So she's on her iPad and doing her drawing and doing her stuff. And Doug was fine until it was time mm. to drop her off. And, and we got our room set up. He was on a mission, right? He was on, get the dorm set up. And of course, designer Doug is trying to like do things. And she's like, no, nah, I don't want that. And he's like, no, it'll look better. It's even that way. And them too were having their own opinions on things, but you know, she wanted to be with her roommates and we, we knew that, but then it was just, it was the, it, the silence was deafening Yeah, when we came home. I mean, when we left her at the dorm, she cried, we bawled. I could barely speak. Aww. You know, you're just, I remember watching Bert and I'm like, yeah, Bert and I are very similar in that way. We yes. were very, very heart like crybabies and and Doug usually doesn't he's more stoic like you in that way and he I mean he lost it we got home and he 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 slept in the other bedroom that night because he was like I don't want to keep you up because I'm going to be crying Aww. and he was just crying all night long Aww. I had to take a migraine medicine because I was like I'm I'm out like I got to tap out I got to take a volume I need to get my migraine on and I need to go to sleep yeah. because my body when I'm stressed out has to just I need to be knocked out Mm. put me to sleep. Yeah. Numb and dumb. So that's what I needed. And he was like, I'm just going to go in the other room because I know that I'm going to be up all night and upset. And it was really hard. And we'd drive home. We were crying for four hours. And I remember it was just in waves. Right. And then we get home and it was the silence. It was so quiet in Mm. our house that I hated. I was like, her room just felt cold and it just wasn't her. And that was really weird. It still is. She's home now. Um, they have a long break at her school. She got to be home November 18th through January 6th. Oh my, that's a long break. Cause they don't want their international students have to go back and forth. I see. So they do that. But I was just like, it's so weird. And now that she's back, she's doing the same thing up in a room all day long, just, you know, barely engages. And we're like, Oh, that's, I remember this. She's not a different person. Yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah. But how about you guys? How did it go for you? Um, Better than I thought, actually. Yeah. We, um, I had a different reaction. I was expecting to really fall apart. Yeah. Yeah. And I didn't. I mean, I've been cried. prepping for this too. I have. And I've listened to so many other people tell me how difficult it's been. I think that I was really bracing myself for like a hurricane. Yeah. And 
I this I hope this doesn't sound cold, but Bert and I were upset for like 15 minutes. Like 15 minutes, we were like, we were good um, going up there. We were good helping her with her dorm. Bert kind of kept his distance because he's so recognizable. Yeah. And Georgia wanted her autonomy. So really, Georgia and I dealt with her dorm, but she wanted to be with her roommates too. Yeah. Same thing. And then the last day when we were leaving, when we went to say goodbye, like we're leaving now, um, I said to Bert, uh, just just remember, this is her moment. Yeah. So let her have the moment. Whatever's going on, just let it be her moment. So she was so happy. Yeah. And she was so excited. She had no tears. She mm. was not emotional. So we met that energy. Yeah. And stayed excited and happy and woohoo, big team. You did it. And then got in the car and Bert just went, oh. yeah. <laughs> as soon as we pulled out of the oh driveway, he held it together. And I cried as we were coming out of the driveway and then hitting the road to the airport. And um, he just sobbed and he, he went, it went through waves for him to in and out and in and out. But I cried for a f not very long. And then I was like, okay, she's, she's okay. Yeah. And I mean, I'm different. I have another kid at home. Yeah. But, um, I miss her yeah, a, a lot, but I'm not, I, it hasn't, the grief of it hasn't really come for me. Yeah. I don't know why. I don't know if maybe, you it know. It might be that you've been prepping and, and you also do have another child. And maybe when Isla leaves, it, it will be quiet. You know, when, when both kids are gone, I can imagine. I'll be interested to see how it goes for you when Isla's gone because it's so quiet. Yeah. I feel like that's quiet anyway. She's always in her room. Yeah. Like Avery. But the thing about this grief to me is that it's like almost a solid. Yeah. Like it's not like when my grandmother died, I I felt so strongly this grief, you know, and then it became very solid yeah. where it just stays with me. Yeah. And I think that dropping her off just went to that because yeah. there's nothing sad about it. No. And there's no real loss right. per se. But I went to this really solid grief where I went, oh, that part's over. That's that's where my grief stayed mm. and was the, I think mine was about reminiscing mm -hmm. regrets, mm -hmm. you know, of, of really truly taking care of my other baby, which has been my businesses for years and choosing it a lot of times over the family, over her. And I've known that we've talked about it. She's very aware that I have that regret and and they, they came in waves as she was a child and, and how much that impacted her or didn't, you know? And, and then when she was diagnosed with, uh, you know, Asperger's, it was like, it made sense. That's why she doesn't get affected by it as much, which is a blessing and a curse mm -hmm. because she didn't see it for what it was. Mm -hmm. Cause you'd have to be intuitive and feel that. And she just didn't feel that. Yeah. So that in a way was almost giving me an out cause I didn't have to deal with the the grief of her resenting me for it. Right. It didn't break anything. Mm -mm. Yeah. It's just who she is. Yeah. And same with her never having a sibling. She thought about it when she was younger and thought, maybe I would like it. Maybe I wouldn't like it. But it didn't, it doesn't sit with her. Right. She's not very emotionally charged by stuff like totally. that. Me, I'm thinking about it all the time and, oh, and how would you have been? And would it have been great or bad? And, and then how would Doug and I have been? And, you know, I don't, I don't believe anything happened that shouldn't have happened. And yeah, so. Sure. We are where we are. And, and it's been really interesting now that she's back. It's like, okay, when she leaves again, I'll be fine. The only thing I'm struggling with now is she wants to drive her car to college. 
And I'm freaking out about her driving four hours on a freeway. Yeah. I mean, she's never been on the freeway longer than 25 minutes. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, okay. So she hasn't done a lot of that. Mm -mm. And I'm going, oh my God, it's like, it's like roadkill central on I-95 to Savannah. Literally, it's like Death Valley. Every deer that could be hit, every dog. Yeah. That could, and it's like literally carcass central. And I just see her as a, a young girl driving and I'm, I'm freaking out about it. Like, yeah. And I've always been a control freak like that. My mom was like that too. And I've always worried about her driving, always. And she's been fine. And she's like, I'll be fine. Doug's like, yeah, she'll be fine. And I'm like, yeah, she will have no idea if it's too late, if it starts to rain, she won't panic. And she'll, and I'm going through all the scenarios that would make me panic. <laughs> and I'm just such a, a I don't know. Like, I, I don't know. I, I drove across country. Shit, my first week of college, I drove to my boyfriend that lived in Mississippi. Right. My first weekend of college. I'm right. like, see ya. And I drove to Biloxi, Mississippi. Right. From Florida. Yeah. yeah. Mom didn't know. You ain't gonna know. Yeah. And I'm just thinking about my life. Right. I'm just so different than her. Yeah. She's much more oblivious to, I guess, the what can happen out there. I mean, I've well, raised her to be worried about everything. <laughs> she had a very different childhood than you did, too. She didn't yeah. have to be scrappy and figure stuff out. True. She so that's part of it where you go, God, would she even know if someone was eyeballing her at a freaking gas station right. and to keep her wits about her. Right. You know, I, listen, I've been worried about human trafficking since she was two. <laughs> I've warned her. She's been afraid of her own shadow <laughs> like her whole life. Literally, she would cross the street and go like this. <laughs> I'm not kidding. I'd be like, Avery, it's okay. She used to do that with curse words too because we never cursed in front of her, which is crazy because I'm a sailor. Yeah. But something about when she was born, I wouldn't, I wouldn't. I remember when you guys came to visit and Bert was like, you know, doing his thing and like, cursing and i remember being like ah, we don't curse in front of you're her. damaging my child how dare you say blasphemy yeah meanwhile i would be like rock a duck i mean and uh, you know it was just weird so when she first heard on tv she was eight years old i swear to god we're watching big with mm -hmm. freaking tom, tom hanks. hanks yep and the kid on there goes what the fuck? And she, and she went, <gasps> and she starts like doing Rain Man, hot water burn baby. Oh like, my and God. And I went, oh my God, what have I done to my child? <laughs> she is panicking because she heard the F word Out and literally rocking. And I went, yeah, that was a foul. <laughs> my bad. I own that one. Avery, fuck, 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 say it, say it, you know, because she literally freaked out. Like it almost burned her ears. And I Aww. went, yeah. That was a disservice. Sorry. She might have been literal. Well, maybe. A little And literal. she now is, she is a, she curses like a sailor, not to us, but I'll see on her. She used to never let me follow her on Instagram, like her little stories. I'd be like, listen, let me, I, I want to see pictures of your life and stuff. But then she'll post them and she'll be like, if you do that, fuck that. And I'll be like, hey, why are you writing that? She goes, this is why I don't want you to follow me. Yeah, right. I'm like, well, because, you know, people see that. She goes, I don't give a shit. And I'm just like, I'm watching her and I'm like, okay, employers see that. She goes, no, they don't. They'd have to follow my story. You know, there's always a defense mechanism with it. But I'm like, you know what? Just let her be. But I remember one time I was able to sneak into her phone. Hopefully she's not watching this. And um, she'll be bored 10 minutes into this. She won't listen. That's great. So she literally, uh, I checked her phone and she used to write a diary and, and she was like, F this. And I thought she is a little potty mouth and I couldn't say a word to her. And I was like, so funny. I was like, she's so rotten. Oh my like God. How's she cursing. doing in college? She's good. She, um, she got straight A's yeah. She's on the Dean's list, which is awesome, but she's struggling socially, which yeah. is what I was the most worried about mm -hmm. that. And, and, you know, she has, uh, 
executive function disorder. So motivation, she struggles, but she got straight A's. I was very, I was so happy for her and she was stressed out about it a little bit, but she did great social, her social bet. She had some people that she had met online that she met at the school and everything was great. There was 12 of them. And, but Avery literally just went all in. She has absolute FOMO, which I didn't know what that meant until someone told me fear of missing out. Uh, I can't believe you didn't know what that meant. No idea. It's Never Bert's heard it. middle name. Yeah. I had no I mean, idea. That Bert FOMO Kreischer. Someone said FOMO and I went, I don't know what that is. They were like, well, you have it. And I was like, huh? <laughs> like fear of missing out. I was like, oh, oh, I might have that. I have a little bit of that. I have Guilty. no friends. Great. Guilty. Uh, yeah. And she has that hardcore. She, and she overanalyzes, man, she overanalyzes every encounter with everyone that could be a friend because she can't read their Social cues. cues. Mm-hmm. And so she's panicky about it. Mm-hmm. And then that comes across as kind of desperate. Uh-huh. And whatever this friend group people, they're all artists. They're all the same. They all, all their hair is awful. They all have dyed awful <laughs> hair. It's like, do you really need to do it green? You look like a Martian. I it know, looks like right? shit. She wants to do her hair blue. I was like, can you not? And we spend good money. I get her hair done properly, you know, where it's not like a dye job. And she's like, can I just color it after I just spent two? I'm like, no, no. Yeah. Every two weeks, I want a different color. Did I show you her new tattoos? Shit. Uh, no. Oh. <laughs> so before she came home, she went, oh, I need to tell you something. And I was like, what? She was like, because you know, she got these two little bees. Um, they were honeybees tattoos before when she was turned 18, a friend of hers passed when um, they were 17 and she promised that she would do these tattoos. And Aww. so she drew them and, and on her arm to see and her hand. And she, originally she wanted to do them here. And I went, why don't you do them on the inside? It means more. They're facing your heart. Yeah, totally. No one can see them. Yeah, okay? yeah, totally. And she was like, Okay. So she did that. We fought about that. Cause I was like, Avery, you don't wonder twins activate. Come on. Yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah. And she was like, I don't know what that is. I'm like, of course <laughs> you don't. I'm like, that's because you're not 49. So on the interior, she did them. They look really cute. They actually were cute and they're very fine lines. So they're already starting to fade a little bit. She hmm, calls me and says, so don't get mad. And I'm like, well, I'm already mad. <laughs> Too late. <laughs> Note to self. Don't start with that. Exactly. Um, yeah. Don't get mad. Pissed. Um, she said, <laughs> So there was this artist, this special like artist that I follow. It was a tattoo artist. And I knew I was like, oh, God, it's happening. And she said, and they're in town in Savannah at SCAD. And they had a slot open up. And I said, just tell me what you did. What is it? She goes, well, and she sends me a picture of something on Pinterest. And it was right here on Pinterest. And it was this like vine kind of thing. And I went, I go, <sighs> Avery, my stomach just dropped. Oh, oh. I'll show you a picture later. Um, and then she showed me, I go, I need to see, I go, Avery, listen, can you just, can you slow your roll? Can you just like, I don't know, I don't know, two months ago you got, or a month and a half ago, you got your first ones. Can we, I'm worried you have the bug. And she was like, well, so what? And um, so what if I do, you know? And I'm like, oh, she goes, I'm an artist. I express myself. Okay. Listen, bullshit. Okay. All right. You're afraid of needles. I am afraid of needles when they're put in me. I mean, these are micro needles. Okay. Now you're going to justify the size of the needle yeah, totally. and why I used to give you a bag to breathe out of when you'd have to get blood drawn and almost panic. Like it would be awful. And she was like, it's just different. So she tells me, and then she sends me the picture and my jaw, you had to like, I just was like, what the fuck is this? It is. <gasps> oh no. It is the size that I'm showing you. No, it is not. Oh my God. Of cherry, apparently cherry blossom leaves. She didn't even know. Of right here. 
of these branches with leaves that dangle off nine leaves on each side. What's the wait? What? What's the meaning of it? Is after it my jaw, yeah, my tongue. You, yeah, she showed this. She sent you a picture, picture of her right body. after she got it oh done, and it was red, of course, because you know it was four hours because it think. was needles. And I went, "What the fuck? What are you doing to your body? What are you doing?" And she was like, "I love it." And I go, "What does it mean?" And she was like, "I don't know. I just thought it was pretty." And I went. Yeah, you'll be removing those in uh, 10 years. Yeah, right. When they turn green. That doesn't happen anymore. Black ink is better now. Poindexter goes into the whole list of how it's okay and doesn't (laughs) happen anymore, like old people's tattoos. And I go, Avery, what does it symbolize? Why is there nine on each? I don't know. It just leveled out. I go, here's your story, okay? You need to have a story. My friend looked at it. She was like, that's a cherry blossom. It's okay. It's, it's, it, those are good. They're beautiful. They bloom. And I'm like, okay, that, there's your story. And there's nine. You're 18, nine and nine. You're like a cat with nine lives on each side. I mean, come up with something. Yeah, right. This had a story. It meant a lot. Yes. This bullshit. Yes. And now she, and I figured it out and I talked to her about it. I said, what is it? And she just said, it just, it makes me feel, it makes me feel identifiable. It makes me, mm-hmm. what it is is, she has always felt very blah, mm. nondescript. Mm-hmm. I'm boring. She's so pretty. She's beautiful. She doesn't think she's beautiful. She wears a mask. She would wear a mask in her sleep. <laughs> I'm just, uh, I'm hiding from COVID. No, you're not. She got COVID in college and had to be isolated for five days, which oh, was no. like death to her. I had to talk her off the ledge a few times in that situation, but she got it. And we all thought we were immune from it because we went almost three years. I just got over it. And mm. I was like, oh my God. And it was okay. It just, you know, it sucked. And Doug had it and he was like asymptomatic. And I'm like, oh, so you gave it to me. Oh, there you go. Naked um, man. Naked man gives me that. And then he's fine. And he's like, oh, I didn't get affected like you. Oh, you didn't, did you? Yeah. Thank you. Maybe gave you it should to be me. naked more often. Maybe not. <laughs> Maybe we're going to wrap it up, bow it up, escom it up. Um, no, but it was interesting when she came home with that. Doug was like, those are huge they're tacky, Blah, right? She goes, well, at least it wasn't like a an anchor with a chick sailor on it with a rose in her mouth. I said, well, because I disown you. Yeah, right. You can, <laughs> who's paying for your college? I don't know, because you got a shitty tattoo. And she just was like, it's not a pirate ship, you know? And I was like, because that's an option. Like, what are you thinking? Yeah. And that's when I had to really acquiesce and go, her body, her choice. And I had kept literally going, no stripper pole, bonus. And uh, she's not doing drugs and yeah. she's not sleeping around. Yeah. So I guess I'll take the the, the using tattoo. her body as a canvas. I have a feeling she's going to be a sleever I, 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 because she feels cool. And she gets attention from it, from mm. people when she feels invisible. And it's a conversation piece. It is. It's a, it's a conversation she's an artist. starter for someone who may have she a She feels edgy, time. she said. I feel yeah. edgy. And yeah. I'm like, mm-hmm. uh-huh. Yep, yep. People used to do that and they'd smoke. So I guess you were not going to have that. That's good. I'll take that over that. But, you know, pick and choose your battles. I guess that's the lesson here. And, you know, I I told my dad and I said, okay, so you're going to see this. And she was like, don't tell him. I'm like, you don't think he's going to see it? Yeah, right. It's all over. Unless you're wearing a turtleneck. She said she did it on this so that if she wore a shirt, you can't see it. Right. Like this or a V-neck. It's when she wears a tank top or something, you can see it. And she said, I feel edgy. And And I get it because she's not edgy. Yeah. But and she it, wants to be. 
I guess so. I think yeah. she wants to be seen mm-hmm. because she's never been in a relationship. Mm-hmm. She struggles to make friends and she's really struggling. She feels very alone. And that breaks my, it makes Doug yeah. really depressed about it. Like he, yeah. because he was, a, he's a loner and he went, he was in bands and they would shine and he would follow along. Mm-hmm. And she doesn't even have that ability. Like sure. she, she feels like she annoys everyone and she doesn't understand why this group that she was hanging out with no longer were including her or they excluded a few people. And she thought she, like she literally was spending all of her energy in her first two months of college worrying about these people. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, and you know me, I get real to I'm like, fuck them. You tell them to suck it. I mean, I get yeah, mad. Yeah, I want to yeah. fight for her and, and kick people in the face. And she's just so in her head and in her heart about it. Bless and, her heart. Oh, when she landed and I picked her up, I hugged her and she just held me and cried. And I was like, oh my God, because she just wanted to be hugged. And yeah. I was like, bless that that's what is breaking my heart for her. Yeah. School. She's great. I mean, she's so talented, but it's the social game. She doesn't have, she doesn't have the social, I guess, acuity. I, I don't know. She doesn't, she can't read people. So she doesn't know if anyone likes her or doesn't like her. And they clearly don't like me or they'd be inviting me. And she goes to me the other day, she goes, I'm tired of doing the work. I'm tired of always being the one reaching out. Yeah. She goes, if someone's my friend, they need to reach out to me. Yeah. And I'm like, I understand that, honey. I do. I go, but you, you gotta just be willing to put in that work too. I, I know it feels exhausting. And the hard part is she doesn't really want to hang out with people because it exhausts her, but she wants to. Yeah. So yeah. she's tortured. Yeah. I mean, tortured we are, artist. we are a tribe being yeah. like it or not. You need other people. Yep. Um, and she feels very alone. Yeah. And she's like, I'm 18 years old. I've never been in a relationship. I can't, I don't even have friends. And I'm like, okay, well I go, I need you to stop saying that. Cause you do. And so I, I try to list them and to, she'll defend it and argue it with me. And I'm like, okay, I'm trying to come at you with realities because I'm an outsider looking in. She's like, yeah, but I just, she goes, it's exhausting. I, I can't make friends. Nobody wants to hang out with me. It's too awkward. It's hard. Oh, be my friend. And I go, you'll find your people. She goes, yeah, we've been saying that. It's just, she's starting to get tired of it. Yeah. And I'm like, shit, this is supposed to be the best time of your life Yeah. right now because yeah. it gets a lot harder. It does. But, you know, I don't feel like I found friends until I moved to L.A. I told her that. And I was 29. I don't, talk to my college. I don't talk to my college friends anymore. Barely. I talk to you more than anyone else. Yeah. Same. And Andy and the pop group. That was it. Yeah. I got two two people and my business partner, which right. is was my business partner first. Yeah. And I told her and she was like, well, that's really sad if that's I have none now. And eventually friends slough off. She's like, what am I going to be left with? And I'm like, you got to stop thinking like that yeah find your people well the thing too is like i obviously i had friends in high school and college and i felt close to them at the time and but but i also still felt left out and by myself and alone and like they didn't really want me there or that i didn't deserve to be there i felt all the things that she's talking about and i definitely am not asperger right i i just i remember feeling like i definitely don't belong here they're letting me stay for some reason, but I don't know why. Right. Um, the self-doubt, the self-deprecation. Yeah. yeah. And the, the lack of value, you know, and of understanding that your uniqueness is what makes you awesome and cool. Yeah. Because yeah. I was unique in some ways, and I felt like it just made me really awkward. And yeah. that's um, how she feels. Awkward, yeah. annoying. Yeah. Because she, you know, she's got a monotone voice, and she's had people in her life, friends, middle school, really, when everyone's stupid. 
say, you know, get annoyed or she would hug them too hard or, and she said that that really kind of stained her a little bit because mm-hmm. now she's phobic of it and she yeah, rides phobic waves. I mean, she'll be hypersensitive to it. She is my, I said, Ava, you're mind fucking, you are mind fucking yourself yeah. and it's exhausting you. I go, you are, I wouldn't even want to get inside your brain and see all the, <laughs> is she in therapy? She won't go. Why? I've begged her. I've, I, she's in therapy for, because she's on Prozac. She has to be. And they're autism specialists, but they don't talk about this kind of stuff. And yeah, she, yeah. I've, I've begged her. I mean, we argued about it actually recently. I said, Avery, this is what therapy's for. I don't want to talk to a stranger and have to regurgitate my life. And, and, and then you got to find one that works and they don't. I, I said, but this is the, they're the ones who can give you the tools. Mm-hmm. She won't do it. Huh? Doug was like that too. He, he had moments in his life where he was all about it and he was cool with it. But he's had moments where he was just like, yeah, I, I go for you. Or, you know, <laughs> he said that one time. I was like, how about you go for you? All right. Yeah. Like, don't do it because then you're going to be like, oh, you made me go. Yes. Really? Right. How yeah. You're going to own that one. Yeah, totally. But how do you convince somebody that it's healthy for them? It's really hard to do. Uh, you know, I always say if there's something wrong with your car, you take it to a mechanic So if something in your life is not working and you've tried something over and over again, like you could try to fix your car, but at a certain point, it's just above your pay grade. Yeah. So, and what's, nobody blames you for that. No one looks down at you. You don't judge yourself for needing a mechanic. Yeah. You know, you may have to go to a couple of them. You may have to go to a couple of them to get the right one. It's the same exact thing with your mental health. I think that we have to give ourselves permission to go, this is above my pay grade. Yeah. I mean, and that's okay. You're not supposed to know how to do everything. That's what you're supposed to learn as you grow Yeah, and uh, become an adult. And I think she'll figure it out when she's more mature. Yeah. uh, Hopefully. Uh, It's a lot going on right now. It is. And a lot of change. She doesn't deal well with change. Change with her when she was younger was really difficult. And it's part of the spectrum that change is very uh, uncontrollable they like their space. Avery loves her four walls. Mm-hmm. She would love to live on her own, but she knows that she can't. You know, she's in college and she has a roommate who's really cool and her roommate's situation's fine, but she doesn't see them as her friends. And I think it's because she said, isn't that lame? Like my roommates are my only friends. And I said, mm-hmm. only if you want to put that label on it. Yeah. No, it's not lame. I said, Avery, I go, and how about this? How about, you know, when I had to tell her that we had to put Binky to sleep, put him down and she's alone in college. And, and I said, and she went to one of her roommates and just said, can I have a hug? And, and, and Avery said that made her very vulnerable to say in her room. It was like, absolutely. And her roommate's a dog person and gave her a hug and, and Avery cried to her. And Aww. I was like, Avery, that is the most mature thing I've ever heard you yeah, do. Totally. I said, and don't be afraid of doing that every once in a while. If you need a hug, if you need human touch. Yeah. I go, I'd rather you have a healthy human touch than seek it elsewhere. Yeah, totally. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, because there are plenty of people that will be willing to give you unhealthy hugs. So seek it in a place that you feel safe. Yeah. You know, she did a great job. She did. And I was proud of her for that. She goes, yeah, but that's so lame. Like, and I'm like, stop. Jo-. I mean, she swirls in this mind F that I'm just like, it must be exhausting for yeah. her, you know? So is that from anxiety? Yeah. Yeah. I think it's the anxiety of not knowing and not being able to read people and telling an entire story to yourself that may or may not be factual. She has a whole movie in her mind. That's anxiety. I mean, that's what anxiety, that's an, like, I don't know if she has an anxiety disorder per se, but that's what an anxiety disorder does is that your brain just tells you lies, almost almost like lies where the, everything is catastrophic or larger than reality. And I know 
the therapist we took Georgia to was like, you just have to, you just have to stick with the facts. What's the fact? You have to train your brain to stick with the facts Mm -hmm. and not get all this other stuff in with the facts. The fact is there's probably not someone under my bed. Right. Avery used to have pretty likely. Yeah. Yeah. The fact is I'm safe. The fact is my parents will take care of me. The fact is I'm okay in my bed. Yeah. I mean, even though you could say that's an opinion, but you can check and see if someone's under your bed and make it a fact. That's a fact. There's no one under my bed. That's right. And Um, even 10 minutes from now. They still aren't. Yeah, no one's coming Because Avery used to swear to God that she was going to get murdered in her room. Yeah, I have that person. Oh, too, my gosh. House. And I remember being like, and we used to joke about it because, you know, I like to make humor, <laughs> humor out of phobias because I have my own. I'm claustrophobic. And as I get older, it gets worse and worse. It's awful. And <laughs> I, I used to say, Avery, picture the murderer as a little baby, tiny midget. <laughs> and it's got a little tiny knife and it's like this, I'll get you. <laughs> and she would giggle, but then, and I'd be like, no, seriously, that's, that's who is going to get you. It's going to feel like that, ding, ding, ding. you know what I mean? You yep. flick them. I tried to make it funny. Never worked. Um, she still would panic in a room, check her closet. And I'd hear her checking her closet. And we asked, we used to have to put an alarm. We would shut the door and she would have that thing that you put in a hotel where if anyone opened your door, we set an alarm off. Yep. She would shut her door, lock it. It was, it was actually scary because it was like, if we need to get in here, we're going to have to bust her door open. Yeah. Right. But she couldn't have it any other way. We had to put alarms on our windows. Yeah. And this door alarm where if anyone, if we, and we used to have to like knock on the door and be like, you need to remove the alarm. I remember Like I have memories of that going, Oh my. And she was like, yeah, I remember when I used to do that. I'm like, yeah, but you're not doing that anymore. She goes, no, I don't feel like I'm going to get murdered anymore in my sleep. Yeah. Isla has that. She barricades her door at night. Yeah. She puts a bookcase in front of it. And I'm like, what if we need to get in there? Yeah. But we already have alarms on all her windows. But yeah, she locks it and puts the bookcase in front of it. Um, Every night. anxiety. I had that sleep anxiety. I was terrible with sleep anxiety until I was probably like a senior in high school. Really? And then it started calming down. Mm. And then I had roommates in college, so I was never worried about that. And then by the time I got out of college, I kind of matured out of it. Yeah. And that's the hope, right? That you get through that. I. You know, when I was little, little, I was always like, if your foot hang over the bed, you'd be like, I know something's getting me. And you're like, <laughs> my foot's cold. Oh God, that's the sign. They're going to chop it off. Yeah. Um, but I, I grew up watching horror films. Uh-huh. Avery's never seen a horror film. Oh yeah. Ever. And won't. So I don't know where she gets it from. No Just, one's murdered you. No, no one's talked about murdering you. Something in her brain. Well, she's very artistic, so she clearly has a good imagination. Yeah. So maybe, she watches those Japanese anime, which are pretty gory too. Yeah, some of those are really gory. Yeah, yeah. And, and really intense, insane. intense, and like and someone's gore- after you, and like, and always something really, really like out outside the universe kind of thing. And, yeah. And she loves that, and she's like, "Oh, it's really gory." And I'm like, "So you can watch that, but you can't watch Friday the Thirteenth, really, where you could literally watch me like, do you see his makeup kind of hanging off? I like, know, right? Now I watch those and go." Okay, the guy's going to try. He's going to fill up the chick. And then all of a sudden, they're going to be like, did you hear that? <laughs> no, I didn't hear anything. You know what I'm saying? Those, yes. They're so cheesy. So bad. And the bra is so big. It's so bad. And, and the shorts are so short, dolphin shorts. And the guy's wearing really short shorts, too, dolphin with shorts socks also. up to here. And you're like, we thought that was cute. We did. <laughs> we were like, he's hot. <laughs> you know, Bert's wearing those dolphin shorts again. I've Have seen, seen him them? wearing them. He loves those short shorts. Yeah, I wore those when I worked at Hooters. He's saying. almost naked man all the time. He's, he's, well, I figured you would be able to relate to that because I could see him 
always. I mean, he's always sure off. Or he's always in the pool. He's, he's not naked. naked. He, no, the, with the kids home. He at okay. a certain age went. Yeah, I'm not going to do that anymore because that's not appropriate. Get ready. But he will. But you know what? I was pretty naked before kids. Were you? Yes. Well, you've always and been. We, you were never worried. You've always been comfortable with your body. I have somewhat, but I've I've been traveling with Bert a lot this fall. And um, I like naked. I was in the hotel. I'm like, fuck yeah, I'm not putting anything on. I'm not You're sleeping naked in girl. anything. I'm naked girl. You don't I'm, sleep in anything? No, that I love it. would never work. Why? Oh my God. Well, first of all. <laughs> that would never work. It would never work. Why? I, do. <laughs> I love sleeping naked. It's oh, the best. Oh my God. That is awful. Clearly you've never had hot flashes. Uh, oh, oh, I sweat my ass off at night. <laughs> And I don't need, at least the shirt collects the sweat. <laughs> now your bed is just bed mitten and yeah. sweating. And no, there's something about liquid. Just, I, <laughs> I, I just, there's something about liquid in me. And you I'm like bodily fluids. Yeah. yeah. Oh I my just, God. And if I was naked, Doug would, he is 14. Yeah. I have the same problem. So when I'm in a hotel, I go, I, when I'm with him in a hotel, I kind of know that that's, that's what's happening. That's We're in a so hotel. Exhausting. No, this okay. would happen every day, every, because Doug is like Pete and repeat, like yeah. his day is the same. And then it's, it's groundhog day and he's okay with it. Like he is absolutely okay with groundhog's day. He'd be like this. Yeah. I wouldn't be able to breathe. I'd be like, if you touch me one more time, I'm going to break your fingers. He'd be like, <laughs> I'd be like, oh my god! But no, don't the, you think it's adorable? The more I can that dress like a grandma, you? the better. Oh, absolutely! He's but adorable. it's also testosterone pellets. Let's not. I told him that. I said, well, if I was getting injected with freaking progesterone and estrogen, I'd be like, <laughs> maybe. I don't know, but. And he goes, well, let's get some of that. I'm like, oh my god, he is 15. Yeah. Sometimes I'm literally like. I am so tired. I am so tired. <laughs> All I, I, I mean, literally the thought in my head is like, oh my God, we're going to eat dinner. We're going to come back and I'm going to get on my pajamas and I'm, gonna, I'm not even going to shower. I'm just going to crawl into the bed. Oh, the coolness of the sheets on my body in my pajamas, not yes, naked, not naked, and just lay in there and oh, and he's like, hey, and I go, you just ruined it. <laughs> you ruined, I had a whole movie. That's my movie. He's like, you know what my movie is. I'm like, <laughs> your movie has some interesting music. Mine, yeah, bouncing, exactly. mine's like spa music. And the worst if I'm like, yeah, I'm not gonna show. I'm gonna take a quick bath. And the bathtub now that we have can't fit both of us. No, because we moved. Oh, that's right. How is it? How is the new house? Yeah, and this is we. I am so first world problems, white privilege. You're looking at her right here. I'm like. <sighs> We went from 5,600 to 3,000 square feet. It sucks. Literally, I sound like a Kardashian going, I mean, I have to take a bath by myself. And I mean, we can't fit two of us in here. Whatever. And there's not even Jacuzzi Park. Sucks. And I don't have my pool. I can't lay out. No pool? No. No. Because we, this house is well, modern easy, farmhouse. You can put a pool in. We aren't though. Because there's no point. Because we're building on the, it's two acres. So we're building, we're going to be building in the back acre and change. This house we we took on. It's seventy five years old. It's a it's a it's a little farmhouse cottage, right? It's really quaint, it's quirky, it's cool. Doug redid it. It looks gorgeous, and his staff are in fifteen hundred square feet of it. So we're living in fifteen hundred square feet. Uh -huh. And I have a little dorm room as my office versus my beautiful office I had before. Right. So the cats are right here, and they're jumping on my thing and deleting 
uh, you know, spreadsheets because they walk on my freaking oh desk. God. And I'm like, I need some space. Yeah. You know, I didn't realize how much I needed space until we moved here. And really, truly, it's a gorgeous, beautiful, amazing house. But I love what Doug builds. Yeah. So we're building in the back a modern farmhouse that's oh, going to have a, a, instead of a full on pool, because it's too expensive out there, but a jacuzzi that's really beautiful. And so we'll do that and we'll live there a few years. Avery's got four years and then we'll figure out what we want to do. But you I, think you want to move? I don't know. I've told myself and, and it could be, I'm a little bit of a white picket fence. I can romanticize the movie in my head of what I see. And I could be totally full of shit, but I hate the heat of Florida. My whole family lives in Florida, but I love, I love the idea of living on a house on a canal, sunset view, and I want to see dolphins and fish. Oh. I love that. Like yeah. I, I'm, I'm not a mountain girl. Right. We've lived there for 17 years. Yeah. Ask me how many times I've been in the mountains. Yeah. Twice. Twice. And I hated it both times. Really? Yeah. People are like, oh my God, the waterfalls are so pretty. I'm like, I'm claustrophobic outside. It's great. Um, my family were like, let's go to Mount Mitchell and go walk up there. I'm like, isn't that claustrophobic? I mean, look, the trees. <laughs> and Doug's like, you're outside. I'm like, mm, but are you? The trees are like literally crawling in. And I'm like, no, I can't even do that. So what are we, what are we here for? We have no friends. We live there. No friends. And you have no friends there after 17 years. How is that possible? I have literally spent 17 years building business. And the only people that I hang out with randomly are two employees of mine. Uh-huh. So I pay them. Yeah. To be my friend. That's crazy. I find it's, that so hard to it's believe. It's really weird. It's Doug has been in his world, his business. He's not a friend kind of guy either, though. He is through couples. And we just, we tried to couple up with some people, but- you know, Asheville's very politically divided too. And I just, you know, when, when Trump and all that, and, and, and it just, it became where we just felt like we couldn't gel with anyone. It was weird. And Avery, Avery always typically the friends Avery would choose, we would say kind of like the broken bird, you know what I mean? The, mm-hmm. the mom that's a single mom with four kids at home and has an older son there. And I'm like, Nope, you're not staying the night over there. Yeah. Human trafficking. I always was like, <laughs> I don't need her getting molested. I, let's leave that part of the story out of her life, please. Just weird things in my life that would make me go. No, I grew up around the single parent and would stay the night at friends' houses and have to worry about the drunk uncle and shit like that. I think we all coming from that era had those situations. And I just never, I protected Avery in a very, very tight bubble And she just, and she, her personality wasn't really attracting a lot of friends. Mm -hmm. She's a solo friend kind of person. Right. So we just weren't that I'm social, but the two of them aren't. Yeah. So it was me with them and I would be the one trying to make the friends. And I just, I started, I was like Avery, no one was calling me back. And I'm like, okay, yeah, we're not hitting, we're not hitting the friend zone here. Yeah. And it just never worked. Yeah. I don't know why. I don't know what it is, you know, and also Alana working with me for years, we just always leaned on each other as friends. That was it. And no one really that I knew was kind of like me mm-hmm. other than you. Like I, I, and you and I weren't living in the same town anymore. So yeah. I kind of found myself not really feeling safe to be fine friends. Mm-hmm. I would try, I'd meet a couple of these women out nothing in common. Mm-hmm. They're stay at home moms, which was awesome. But I couldn't relate to that anymore from when Avery was one and a half, I hit the ground running and they couldn't really relate to my world. And 
they were always fascinated with my entertainment background. So mm-hmm. I was almost like someone they could talk to about fun stuff, but uh-huh. it just never went deeper than that. Uh-huh. And that was okay. I didn't need depth in this. I have friends for that, but they don't live near me. So yeah. I don't know. I think, uh, and Doug's like, well, what's going to change if we pick up and move somewhere? We're still the same people. Yeah, totally. I said, yeah, but we don't have the, the kid thing anymore as like, well, if they're not friends with Avery and we're not friends with their parents, you know, yeah, because that was always really weird. Mm-hmm. It just didn't hit. Huh. Um, so I don't know. I think I would force us out of our bubble more and Doug will follow my lead on yeah. that. But just he, he can't go on a boat because he gets seasick. So that sucks. I like to fish. I do. I really like to fish. And my brother is very outgoing and I love being around my brother. Uh, and they live in Tampa. Okay. So, you know, it's just it's hard as you get older. I just look at it and go, dude, you know, I'm 49 and I can't, no one in Asheville, I have two employees who I've known for years and they are my girls, like, Uh but they're still at the end of the day, they're my employees. Yeah. I have to, and I don't watch what I do around them. I should more, but I've known them so long and they know Avery. They just know my life, but it's still the level. Like when they decide to move, they'll be gone out. Yeah. And is that friendship going to stay there? I don't know. Maybe not if they're not my employees anymore. Right. So, you know, it's a different element. We say that we pay for our friends. I'm like, I have employees that are friends and we have the waiters who we see all the time out <laughs> at restaurants. And we're like, how's it going? How's your life? How's your wife? Oh, great. And, you know, yeah, we're paying them to be friendly to us. Right. And we're like, yeah. we're so pathetic. And Doug's like, don't tell anyone. I'm like, we tell people all the time. We have no friends. But you definitely have each other. Yeah, we do. And I think we're just so solo. We're just like, I think we're just selfishly absorbed in our own whirlwind. And it was really hitting us when Avery was gone because as an empty nester and one kid, this is it. I mean, the friendships that we have or don't have are what they are. Doesn't mean that we're not going to make friends wherever we land. Doug's business, he's like, ah, he's always felt like Asheville kind of kept him in a bubble. I'm like, well, he also doesn't network. So, right. And I think he makes me more, he makes me less social. And it's okay because when I had to choose my time, it was so finite. Mm -hmm. I chose to be at home. Sure. And I'm a homebody like that. You know, you've always been a homebody though. Totally. I loved like having you guys over for dinner. My God. Because we're like that group where it's like we only need a couple. Yeah, um, that's it. Yeah. We just don't even have that. So it's right. sad. And I, I know, but I'm not the only one that suffers from this because I know people that say that as you get older, it's really hard to like make friends, couple friends, unless you're in the same industry. Which right. I don't have anyone in my industry around me. And no one's taught. I mean, Doug talks well with like construction guys, builders, and because he, he has to have something in common with somebody or yeah. he just feels like, you know, he starts walking around. Yep. Hitting the wall, seeing what's behind it. And we're like, okay, hey, <laughs> hey, autistic kid, come here, come here, come sit next to mommy. I love to have your beverage. He's so funny. He's just, he I mean, his so mother great. was like that too. You know, she would literally get up in the middle of dinner. We're finishing, we're talking and she would stand up and be like, I'm going to go to bed now. And she would walk away and we're like, <laughs> okay, guess that's over. And he would look at me and I'm like, that's you. <laughs> and he's like, I'm not that bad. I'm like, Oh, I can yeah, tell you one or two times he did that with us. Uh, okay, we're in the middle of Pictionary, Mr. Of Stratton, and yep. we're like, where's my partner? Oh, oh, he went to bed. Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, I got to get up early. You got to wrap it up. Yeah. You got to stay until. No, he doesn't have a skill. And Avery's like that too. They both kind of, Thanksgiving, my parents were there. They disappear. 
they bail and I'm I'm there <laughs> sitting there stuck. Freaking <laughs> funny. Entertaining. And they're literally getting to do whatever they want to do right. when they want to do it. And I'm the one stuck going, all right, guess I'm going to be carrying this conversation for the next three days. Yeah, right. And Doug's like, I don't mean to be antisocial. I'm like, yes, you do. Yes, you do. <laughs> you don't mean to be nothing. You mean to be a hundred percent of it. Right. Yeah. If you didn't mean to be, you'd still be there. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I love so- I love watching you guys. You know, I, I, I follow you both and I get to live vicariously through you. And I told Doug, I said, you understand that Bert and Leanne have like a hundred friends. I go, they have couples as friends because I'm like, let me paint a picture that we have no idea what that's like. I go, they have like, 12 friends and they have them over. I go, and they'll like bring in food. They bring in food, catering. I go, and they're just feeding everybody. I'm like, and everyone's laughing. I go, oh my God. <laughs> you know, if we lived here, we'd probably be invited. You would be invited. And, I said, and he goes, <laughs> are you saying we need to move to LA? I said, no, I would never move back to LA. I go, but man, I miss that. Oh. And he, he said, he goes, yeah, I miss that too. Tell him I said hi. I know you totally would be invited. And you're right. We are so lucky. You are. I mean, you have great so friends lucky. for years friends. too. Yeah. That have seen you guys ride through. And I mean, it's ride or die. And, and I love that. But what I love too, though, is, well, you and I are like, we could, we talk about this every time. It's as if we did not miss a beat. Yeah, totally. I don't need to talk to you for four months, mm-hmm. five months. And then the next time I see you or talk to you, it's literally, and it can be, and we're good. And we're back. That to me, that's, that's true friendship. It of, is. That stands the test of time. Nothing until is required. I'm, yeah. Until I'm dead and six feet under or yeah, cremated, whatever. That, you're right. That is true friendship because yeah. nothing is required. Right. You're not required to call me and keep up with me regularly. Mm-mm. Nope. I mean, I like it when we talk like this and I feel like we get caught up and yeah. then we go off and, and live good. our lives yeah, yeah, and then yeah. we get caught up and then we go off and live yep. our lives. And to be honest with you, the friends that we have here are like that too. Yeah. Sometimes we go months without seeing them. And then sometimes right. we'll, we cluster and see them over and over and over and over again. Yep. And then we yep. go, but, but it seems to be how we both are. I think that comes from being secure in who you are yeah. and finding someone else who's secure in who they are yeah. and liking each other. And that's it. I mean, friendship should be effortless. It should be. It It should be. And it should be. be, You know, I try to tell Avery that when we're talking about friends and, you know, I think she hears it uh, maybe a little bit. I think she could hear it more as she gets older and more mature. I think she'll hear it better because she always defends what I'm saying sometimes. And I'm like, there's no, there's no rebuttal to what I'm telling you. Just listen. Just listen. And I tell him like, if you could just give me a, listen, give me the benefit of the doubt that I know more than you. On this one, yeah. just give me that one. I'll yeah. give you on some things, maybe not the tattoos, <laughs> but I'm going to give you this on that one. I go, I, I'm telling you that you will find your tribe. Mm-hmm. I know you can't see it right now. You will find your person. Mm-hmm. And it might be multiple people in your life. Mm-hmm. What worries me the most for her is she's never been in love. And I've said this for a long time. Remember, I told you, I said, I'm worried about her first real heartache mm-hmm. because it's going to happen. Yeah. And I worry how damaged it will make her mm-hmm. and how she can bounce back from that. Right. It scares me right. like deep down. Like yeah. it worries me. I worry about suicide. I worry about all that stuff just yeah. because she's a tortured soul like Doug and, and he struggles with that stuff. And I just, I want her to have with the, depression. Oh yeah. And I just want her to have, the sensibility, the, the ability to see in front of herself of going, that hurts. That's awful. That's painful. I feel like I can't breathe, but it will be okay. Mm-hmm. And it's the, 
it's because of her little literalness and because she can't see the full circle of things because she hasn't lived enough. The I mean, I remember my first heartache. I literally was like, oh, I thought I was dying. Just literally wipe me off the ground. Yeah. Put I, me out of my yeah. misery. Same. But I also have always had a will to live and, you know, Same. but I just, it's, it's the, it's the one thing that has always got my little mom brain hairs because I just want her safe and mm-hmm. secure and to know she's loved and to see through any kind of hardship that tomorrow will be a better day. Yeah, totally. And, and, uh, you know, it's scary. It's a little scary yeah. because she's just different and, uh, and I can't reach her sometimes in that way. Mm-hmm. I talk to her pretty much every day mm-hmm. in college, mm-hmm. every day. And we never, I've been out of town a lot of her life. We never would talk because she on the phone doing her own thing. Wouldn't listen. I'm, I, I'm out. Love you. Get to bed. Do your homework. Night. But now in college, every day we FaceTime each other. Wow. And she said, and I told her, I said, look, if it gets to where you're not wanting, you're like, you just tell me. And she was like, no, I, I like it. And I'm like, okay, cool, cool. I go and listen. It can be two minutes. I just want to see your face. Yeah. So I can know because I can read you and yeah. I want to know you're okay. Right. And she told me, she goes, sometimes I don't want to tell you if I'm going through like a mental thing. She goes, but I can't, within a minute of talking to you, I spilled my beans. You know, right. I just, right. And I'm like, that's because I'm your mom. Yeah. You can't, totally. you can't hide from it. No. Cause I'll smell it. She knows I'll be like, what's up? Mm-hmm. Like a detective. <laughs> I said, it's a skill that we have us mothers. It runs in your family too. It does. The detective piece. At yeah, least. it does. No, um, but that's it. I mean, that's, I don't know how often you talk to Georgia. Not ever. Really? That girl hit the ground running. She's always been pretty social too. She's a social she butterfly. Is, and you know, the gift that was given to her was that she changed schools a bit. Oh, yeah. You know, she yeah. went to, obviously, she went from a preschool to a different kindergarten, and then she moved in second grade. Right. And then, unlike a lot of schools in the U.S., you don't just, you can move from your local elementary to middle to high school. Right. But most people in L.A. don't do that. No, they'll go to that public, and then a yes. private, and then, yeah. Exactly. So. Yeah. We went through elementary and then went straight to the middle school that was the feeder school. But the elementary school had, I think, like five or six hundred students. A lot, and the yeah. middle school had eighteen hundred students. So that middle school was a feeder school. Well, not a feeder school, but it was the school where multiple elementary schools went to that middle right. school. Yep. So it wasn't the same people. It was the same people, but some people went private and lots of other people came in from the outside. So mm-hmm. essentially it was like she went to a brand new school. Yeah. With and lots of people, different personalities. Lots and, of people. Yeah. And then she went to a private school where she knew no one. Yeah. Like she has an advantage over Isla in that Isla didn't move in second grade. She right. went to kindergarten and then went all the way through the same middle school and then went to the high school where her sister was already attending. Yeah, so right? she already kind of knew, or at least yeah. felt the safety net of that. And she was familiar with the school, yeah. cam- the campus. Georgia drove her to school. She yeah. didn't have to take the bus. Georgia took the bus for two years. Yeah. So, I mean, I was taking the bus this year, for her junior year, because I can't drive her. It's like half hour one way. Oh, yeah. So I can't. Avery took the bus, too, because yeah. I was like, you really want to spend it. your money on gas? Yeah, right. It's like a 30-minute drive. And she was like, no. She did it one time, and she was Never like, no. I'm like, yeah, I didn't mind. think so, Never especially mind. when the gas went up. And How's they, Isla been, though, without Georgia? Uh, she's been okay. She's In a lot of ways, it's been good for her. 
She misses Georgia, but I think she wanted to be out from under her shadow. Sure. Now, Georgia was a force to reckon with at school. She yeah. was, you know, editor of the school paper. She played three sports. Yeah. She was like so spirit chair. And Isla, you know, is not that. She's right. something very different. You yeah. know, she's into jujitsu and yeah. she's like a little more artistic brained yeah. and less athletic brained. I think Isla and, and Avery would be friends. Maybe, I think yeah. they would be because Avery is attracted to people like her, like in that like mm-hmm. artistic kind of, you know, that world of just being different. Yeah. And Avery is is always towards people like that. Right. And it works for her, which is great. Yeah. Yeah. Isla is a bit different and in the best way, but she's not what George, they're just totally different. And yeah. I think Isla didn't want to be, not that she didn't want to be associated with Georgia, but that she just wanted her own thing. Identity. Yeah. I could so see that. now that Georgia's gone, she feels like she has her own agenda, uh, identity at school. And, um, but she misses her. Georgia, I think calls Isla way, way more than she calls really? me and Bert. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Um, is Bert okay with that? Or is Bert like does, he's happy that she that she calls Isla? Yes. No, but that she doesn't call him. That he much. would prefer that she call him multiple times a day. <laughs> he would That's prefer. Me. Yeah. But um, you know, I kept saying to him, "Think about your freshman year of college." Oh God, yeah. You never even went home. I, didn't I mean, either. you didn't do you. You were out. I was gone. I didn't call my mom. Totally. I had a boyfriend far away. And if I had a, if I had a couple of days off, I was going to see him. Yeah, totally. Yeah, I was independent from totally. day two. So was know? Bert. Yeah. So I was like, you have to, you have to allow her to have this college experience. My, our, I, I asked her to, to check in me, with me once a week. Huh. So I do see her like FaceTime her once a week, at least sometimes it's twice a week, but not much. She Mine was every day. I know, which I sounds crazy to me, but no, I but it's never... diff- it just depends on the kid. Yeah, it, does. it depends on what the kid wants and needs. Yeah, I don't think Georgia would call me at all if, if you didn't say that once say, a week. And I mean, like my conversations start like this. Hold your verbal eye roll while I ask a few questions. Because, <laughs> you know, I just need you just need to put me at ease. Yeah. About a couple questions and then we can get on with our day. And she'll go. <laughs> eye roll. And fine. Cue the eye roll. And I'll go. OK. Housing for next year. You're supposed to be dealing with it now. I got it. I got it. I'm, I'm going to need a little more than I got. Got it. it. Yeah, yeah. I need to know. I need, I need a little bit of information so that I cannot be stressed. Right. I just don't want to be stressed. If you can show me like verbally that you really got it, mm-hmm. I will let it go because she's so responsible. But I don't know what I got it means. Yeah, because I got they don't compete. The they, email. There's got, no communication exactly. when they're in college. They don't Nothing. talk to the parents. You're like, but we're paying for it. But Mm-mm. no, no communication. Yeah. Which I think is great. However, I, you know, I need need to to know know some things. Yeah. So that's, that's been kind of how I've been dealing with some of the stuff she doesn't want to talk to me about. Uh, but I, you know, she's made friends. She's, her roommates are okay. They're not home runs. Um, she's got some issues with one of the roommates in particular. That's not anything like interpersonal, just the roommate's behavior is not great. And it's not cool that George has to deal with it. And is it her her roommate or is it someone that's in that? Do, I don't know how they do their dorms. They have one room with a bunk a bunk bed and a single. So there's three girls oh, in a room. In one room. Oh my and God. the shower's down the hall. Oh, so it's, it's like, like super State old school. Yes, yeah, yeah, that's yeah. the way my school was that way yeah. too. There's like one share. big bathroom in the middle and yeah. everybody shared it. Yeah, Avery's like in a dorm that's awesome. It's, it's a two bed, two rooms, and it's two beds in each room. They have a little living room space and they have a shower and their thing. I'm like, 
It's like an apartment. Yeah. No, it's this like is like killing it. Fucking old school. This school is like, uh, they're sardines. Oh, God. We went in there and I was like, wow. Like yeah. you can't, you couldn't even do yoga in here. Like oh. a yoga mat won't even fit in the floor space. That Not would make me crazy. Joking. Yeah. The, they don't even have a yoga mat's worth of floor yeah. space. That reminds it's me, insane. that was like Florida State in the dorms I was in because it was so small. Yeah. When roaches, I remember that we would shut the lights out and you'd hear, oh, uh, and I would be like, oh, is that on our Coca Cola can? <laughs> is that on the tinfoiled uh, wrap? And my roommate was such a slob. Oh mm. my God. And she would have her boyfriend over and I would just hear him. Oh my God. And I would be like this. <laughs> I'll just never forget. I was just like, when we had that come to Jesus talk, I said, listen, I need, I need him to not be here because our room is two seconds. I can literally smell him. Yeah. Right. And I'm not, my feet are here. Your head's there. I can hear him and I don't want to hear nothing. Yeah. Like, right. I don't, I don't want to hear nothing. Cause I was always like, is that what I'm hearing? You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, yeah. And I didn't have a sibling that lived with me. My brother, moved out when I was younger. So I kind of grew up kind of like an only child, but yet I had a brother and I just remember being like, mm, I don't, I don't share. I used to think I didn't share well, but I do. I just don't share my thing. Like I remember being a little like, that's like mine. That's mine. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Avery's like that. Not yeah. with her roommates. Like, but she is very, like, she doesn't like to share food. Yeah. Like even now the other night we went somewhere and I was like, I go, let me have a bite of that. And she was like, Doug's like that. I call him the bear. Like he, he around his food How or he'll be like, just eat what you wanted that. And then give me the rest. And I'm like, I just want a bite. Yeah. <laughs> Cause his bites are like, and he'll be, he'll eat almost the whole thing with his big mouth. And I'll go, <laughs> that's why we don't do that. We don't play that game. It's right. I just, I just want to taste it. That's all. They don't share their food. I'm like, okay, well you guys both deserve each other. Cause he goes, Oh, I understand that. You know, yeah. it's weird. Like it's Alfredo. Just give, I just want to roll up. I want to taste it and see if I ever want to get it. And she goes, and she looks at me <laughs> like, you're such a selfish little asshole. I want to bite your Alfredo. I go, I'm paying for it. I'll eat the, I'll eat the whole damn thing <laughs> and let you watch me as I spoon it. And I might even throw it up. I'll still keep eating it. Cause I'm spiteful like that. Doug does the same thing with me. I swear to God. I'll be like, I'll say, Oh, do you want to bite? And he goes, just finish what you're going to have and I'll eat the rest. And I go, I'm not ready to give you the rest of the ice cream. Right. I'm just asking you kindly if you want to take a lick. If the answer is no, I'm not going to go and <laughs> and eat all the time. So you can have your half. I'm, I want to have a, mo can we not back and forth? He's like, mm -mm. no, it doesn't work like that. This is me. Oh, I don't understand it. He's a bear. Now, do you guys want to travel at all? You know, we've been to Italy, we've been to France, been to England, been to Mexico, been to Hawaii. So I feel like I'm kind of round about it. Yeah. I don't, I, you're going to laugh. I don't want to be on a plane for longer than five hours. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because it's a problem for me. I understand. Doug can be underneath a house doing work under a house and the house could literally be where the, his nose would hit the flooring. You know what I mean? Like yeah. he's laying underneath it. Yeah. That's, doesn't bother him. Tight spaces. I'm like, I'm in a plane and we are over the transatlantic. And if I have a panic attack, too bad. So sad, you yeah, know? Yeah. So I, I just, it sucks because I would love to go back to Italy. You guys went and it, it's yeah, great memories there. And now and we even said, if we ever did go overseas again, we would go and like five star it 
I'm going to get a tour guide. We're not going to do that cheap stuff like we did before where we're like just above the hostel. Yes. You know? Yeah. And you're like, I'm, we can hear everything in every room and the clanking of glasses. And you're like, I don't want to do that. I well, wanna, you've already done that. Done it. Yeah, I've traveled it. like the poor kid. And it's like, okay, yeah. now how do we do it where we really... I'd love to go to Bora Bora or something really crazy, but I'm just like, I, the first thing I go is, how long is that flight? <laughs> he goes, him and Avery, they talked about going to Japan. I'm like, just send me a postcard. <laughs> send me a FaceTime. I, he goes, when do you want to go to Japan? I'm like, mm-mm, mm-mm, nope. Because of the flight. Yeah. If you could teleport me there, I'd be there in a heartbeat. Yeah, but totally. I can't do it. No. It's, it's something about the mental, the anxiety of just thinking about having to fly that long is a problem right. for me. Right, right. It sucks. Yeah, that yeah. would suck. It does suck. Traveling is really fun. Yeah. I like to travel. Where lot. are you guys going to go next? What's your thoughts? I don't know. Um, Bert has such a busy year. Yeah. And, you know, Isla's still here. And yeah. uh, I don't know. I want to take my dad to Australia. Oh, yeah. He really wants That's to go. That's a really long flight. It is. I've it's been. It's a full day. Oh, um, you've been. I've been. I've been twice. Oh, my God. Um, That's 48 hours of flying. It's a lot of flying, but it's okay in that. I was lucky enough to fly business class. Yeah. And so I had like a bed. Yeah. But even so still, lay down. So it's it, a tight bed. It's okay for me. I don't have a it's claustrophobia. A it's good to think about though, because my dad has claustrophobia. Yeah. But he really wants to go to Australia. Does he? Mm-hmm. Well, he does. how bad is his claustrophobia? His is interesting. It's kind of unpredictable. Something mm. that he can do today, he may not be able to do tomorrow. Yeah. And then the next day he's fine. Yeah. It's, I've had a little bit of that. It's it's part of an anxiety disorder. hundred um, percent. But yeah, I mean, sometimes he'll just be in my car in the back seat, and he'll go, oh, you got to pull over. Yep. That's me. And he'll walk around for a minute yep. and it passes and he gets back in the car and he's Same totally here. fine. Yep. And I'm like, you want to sit in the front? He's like, no, I'm, I'm good. I just, it had to like work itself yep. out and now I'm good. Yeah. So I don't know. It's something to think about for that flight. But as far as me and Bert, volume or something, maybe, but I would have to have like multiple, I would need yeah. like four, st- it, like I had seven epidural cocktails when I had Avery, like literally they, they gave me seven Your of adrenaline them. Must just yeah. Going, yeah. And, and apparently because I'm a redhead, we can take a lot more drugs, mm. which makes sense because to get hammered, I used to have to have six crown and cokes. Or if I ever smoked pot, it would be like, I had to have like a joint and a half. Like I just always had a high tolerance for right. drugs. If I get a filling, I need four shots of Novocaine. Right. And it takes like 30 more minutes than normal. He has to book me longer because he's like, this is going to be a problem. Yeah. So same with that. I have to have two Valium because mm. it it's like a it's like a tick on a freaking horse. I yeah. just don't. It doesn't I, do much. No. Not so I have me. to take a lot more. And alcohol know. doesn't work for me in that way. Like I won't yeah. get it actually can make it worse. Really? Yeah. Because I I'm not a good drinker. I've learned that a long time ago. Yeah. Much better with marijuana <laughs> makes me much funnier and I love it. And I just, I want to just feel numb and sleep and just go night night. Right. <laughs> That's what I love. Fuzzy. Uh, but I just, something with alcohol, it can either make me angry or it can make me uh, feel kind of like aggressive. I don't know. Oh yeah. It's not so for I don't you. do it. Not really. Not for you. Or maybe throw up. Maybe that's part of the redhead too. It could be. Yeah. Get you fiery. The Irish and get <laughs> angry. We got to we, we wake up next to people we don't know or we fight them. All right. Or fucking fight. Which is kind of the same. <laughs> I don't know. It can't be. Yeah, can't probably. Be kind of the same. Probably. Um, yeah. I don't know where we're going to go. I Bert's been everywhere. Yeah. He, he's, he's been everywhere. So been everywhere. He's in Alaska new. right now. Yeah. Yeah. I so saw that. Um, I don't know. I've always wanted to go to Africa, but. Um, Bert's like, it's not, it's not, it's not all that. Isn't that funny? And I like was like, everything but you say, you're like, though? 
We're going to be sleeping with lions. I mean, I know, right? I think it sounds amazing. If you do the safari. Did he do the safari? I bet he did. He's been to Africa like four times. Oh, my gosh. He's been everywhere. Travel channel. He went everywhere. So many times. So nothing's new to him. No. But it is for you. It is. I mean, you know, I went with uh, Sandy and our four girls went to Montana. And I think my interest in travel is changing, too. Like that trip to Montana was so um, restorative. Really? Yeah. And I wonder if it's because we're so busy in this business and in life in general and with kids and whatever that we went to Montana and, and just, it it was a beautiful uh, resort. It's called the ranches at Belt Creek. Mm. And they have all these homes that are owned by you or me, just a regular person that they Airbnb but the the ranch runs it. Oh, nice. So there's a concierge that takes care of you, and there's like a big ranch house with a chef. And when you stay like there... Yellowstone. Yes, it's yeah. sort of like Yellowstone. Well, we went way before Yellowstone was on TV. We oh, went like four or five years ago. My favorite. I love that oh show. God, don't oh. even get me started. You have to go in my house. You know I have I a full-size cover. Rip. I, I put Rip. a Santa hat on him. You understand? I love Rip. I oh, love Rip, and I love Beth. I love their me relationship. Too. Me too, me too. Oh, my God. Totally. I love that show. I it's know it's the I best too. acting Kevin Costner's ever done. It's so good. It, Everyone in that show it. is so good. The writer, I, yep. I, out of nowhere, and then I was like, "Wait, is that the same guy that was riding the horse too?" Yeah, it is. Holy crap! I just love it, yeah. and I and I can't believe that the first real you know season of it, they almost didn't get picked back. They didn't almost get another gig. I know. And then Paramount was like, "Okay, I I just love the story of it. I love 1883, and I can't wait to see." Harrison Ford and what's her name? Helen, Helen Marin. Yeah. I just, I love it. My dad, I got him hooked on it. Oh my gosh. It's crazy. It's so good. Anyway. So Montana, you stayed love, at this ranch. We stayed at this ranch. And, uh, what was so great about it is that it was, we, we, um, we bought it at a silent auction for school. So mm. I, oh, we yeah, didn't yeah, really yeah. know what we were, you know, we were like, Oh, it's Montana. Well, let's buy that. And then, uh, you know, it's a fundraiser yeah. for school. It's a win-win. And we went, we didn't really know what to expect, but it was an all-inclusive deal. So you had like an excursion a day, one excursion a day and breakfast and dinner every day from this chef. It's the best food I've ever had in my life ever Really, was at this little ranch. And it was so nice to just kind of show up and have someone, you know, just cook for you all the time. And the excursions were not intense. Like but that. fun. Did you ride the horses? We rode horses. We rode ATVs. We nice. shot. Uh, we shot bows and arrows. Nice. And um, then this one guy just kind of took us on a like a local tour. We went downtown and this little bitty downtown that had like one stop sign and belt. And it was just I was like, this is uh, this is what I'm talking about because yeah. when you go to Italy, you're like, I got to see the Colosseum, oh my God. and then I got to go this ruin, well, and I got to see this. So bad I got from that, walking, and you're exhausted. Holy shit, you're yeah. exhausted at the end 50 of fifty miles a day. We were tracking. Oh, yeah, totally. And then I mean, I just went to Italy, yeah. and we were like, it's you're sweating, you're exhausted, yeah. Yeah. and then you're like, well, what do we see? I mean, I remember that because you had a vacation. Pack it in. You yeah, need vacation from the vacation. Same yes. here. Same thing happened to us because we went everywhere. We went to Florence. We went to Venice, we went to Rome, we went to Assisi, we went to Siena, and then we flew to France. And I was like, <laughs> and the whole time, and this was right in the middle of freaking the Gulf War, the when the statue came down of Saddam and mm. people were taking over the train saying, Pache, Pache, war, peace, bah. And we were like, huh. And I remember going to France and people were like, Vous êtes American? And I'd be like, No, we're Canadian. I think I kept going, 
from Canada. <laughs> I'm a Canuck, A through Z. I lived in Darden, Nova Scotia when I was a baby, but who cares? Like we literally were so afraid to say we're Americans. People were like, mm. and they were saying, American tourists, be careful. Don't go to McDonald's. It's a staple. People know that you're American. And oh. I was like, we can't go to, we can't eat there. What are we going to eat? <laughs> <laughs> it's where I learned how to eat crepes uh-huh. and Nutella. And I remember being like, that's the best thing it's ever hit this mouth. Yeah. Nutella on a crepe, add a little strawberries in there. I was like, bananas. Oh my God. We eat like croissants with Nutella every day. That was my breakfast. Amazing. Because that's all we, you know, what else? They're like, mm, we don't eat the eggs in the morning. What? No, no eggs. And I'd be like, no scrambled, no bagels, you know? <laughs> so American going over there. They were like, literally boring. But I loved it. My favorite place was Rome. Yeah, Rome's amazing. I felt like it was just the most identifiable to me. You know, mm-hmm. everywhere else, Venice was too, but Venice was a little stinky. I there was I don't like the smell of like fish smell everywhere. Uh-huh. But Assisi was quaint. But every as soon as we landed, I remember I was taking a train and, and Doug was like, it looks like a back lot. A universal, <laughs> right? Because he'd been all over, you know, the film industry, been and done all that. He was like, Yeah, literally, this is a back lot in Universal. Because you get off the train to the metro and you go into Rome, you're like, did we just walk into a movie set? Yeah. Because it feels like that. And then we're like, you're stumbling over rubble and you're like, oh, that's the virgin, blah, blah, blah. And you're like, it's just laying here. Yeah. Hold on, they're just pieces. They're like, yeah, you can't touch it. I'm like, but people are going to pick this up. It's on the ground. Right. Yep. And they were like, I know no one messes with it. I'm like, but it's right there. <laughs> it's right. an artifact from years ago. <laughs> we're walking in the Vatican. I remember being like, and looking around going, I can't believe people for generation, generation after generation would get up on that scaffolding and be like, I know, right? Isn't it crazy? It's, it's, it's almost a, I can't, my brain when I was Sistine Chapel and you're Michelangelo and you're just looking and you're like, how did he do it? How did he even conceptualize it? How did he come up? How did he go? Oh God. I know, right? All right. Just tell the king I'm done. Are we my done? My triceps are blown out. Total. My neck. <laughs> I've got to get my neck stretched out because yeah, I'm doing know. this. How? I don't know how they did it. No, I really no. don't. It freaks me out a little bit. Like yeah. even flying buttresses and you see the architecture. Doug was looking at architecture. I was just going, look at the paintings. <laughs> how do they know how to get that color swatch just right? From there to there, yeah. you know, yeah. using beats. What were they doing? I don't know. It freaks me out every time. Yeah. It's like the pyramids. I can't. Yeah. There's levels. Sometimes my brain goes, nope, you're not supposed to understand that. Yeah, right. Hieroglyphics. They just came out that they found. I don't know how anyone can find anything anymore. Like, you know, <laughs> like what's left? There's nothing left in the ocean. People are diving for stuff. I'm like, it's already been found. Like someone's fooling you. <laughs> right. Oh, find that pirate ship. No, they already know it doesn't exist. Stop it. Stop your excursions. You're not going to find the Loch Ness Monster. It's not there. But same thing with space sometimes. I always feel like, what are we doing? Let's save a lot of hungry people. Stop it. We don't need to explore anymore up there. I don't want to know. It freaks me out. Yeah, right. There's just the abyss, the level, the pyramids. Avery and I were talking about it. She had to do a whole thing about art and understanding the pyramids. And I go, they freak me out. She goes, why? I'm staring at this you have this statue in the corner oh, and I'm yeah, going, yeah. I'm sorry He's if I'm Mayan. offending your people. He's Mayan. He's Mayan. Even that same thing freaks me out. Not in a bad way, but more just like, I can't, I don't understand it. You don't wrap your head around. Yeah. Whole how, cities how underground that now reveal themselves. Yep. Like, the history of it is fascinating. And yeah, how they built those structures in Rome and even I in don't. Greece, which was before Rome, you know, 
yeah. how how they the built all that. That's all. Yeah, the pyramids for in yeah. the middle of nowhere. Yeah, in the freaking desert. How did they do it? Well, it wasn't in the middle of the nowhere when they built it. That's was true. It? It I don't probably, think so. No, I don't. But think how did so. they get that shit? Sorry. How did they get it from there to there? And how did they get it up on people's backs? Slaves. And 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 how many died? A lot. A lot. Like you know what I mean. And yeah. your whole family, they're like, you're gonna help build. They're like, oh. you're gonna build your lifetime building this, and you won't see it complete. You won't see it complete. And yeah. the last ones that got to see it are just like. <laughs> and there's no one left. They're like, thanks, guys. They're looking around going, isn't it great? Oh, there's no one. Everyone's dead. <laughs> got it. Got they're it. They're all inside. Yeah. They're like, oh, they're mummified inside <laughs> totally. the coquina and all the whatever. Dirt, sand. I don't even dirt clods. I don't even know what it's made out of. Right. I just know I wouldn't want to be in it because claustrophobia. And if they were like, you have a chance of a lifetime. You can go and be inside the pyramids. I'd be like, pass. <laughs> Again, mm, send me some pictures. <laughs> right. I think I'd like to see them. I'd go in them. I think that would yeah. be really cool. I don't know. I'm a little scared of Egypt. Yeah. I think it's a little scary. All of that scares me. Yeah. Doug and I have say the Middle East or anywhere over there for us. We're like, ooh, I think I'm just going to keep an eye on it from afar. I would I'd, like to go to Cuba. Yeah. I could see that being cool. That would be cool. But still, there's something. I mean, I can't be anything other than white American. Like, I mean, it, I can maybe pull an Irish accent out of my butt, <laughs> but I'll lose it. Eventually it will start sounding Southern. Yeah. I don't. And Doug is nothing but an Anglo-Saxon. Yeah. He he's just pretty looks, Anglo. He looks English. Maybe he could pull that up, but he can't do the accent. So like, who could we fake? And if they're, if anyone's being taken and, and held for ransom, who's going to pay it? Yeah. Avery. Like, I mean, <laughs> who would they call? Avery would be like. Oh, I've only got four hundred dollars in my bank. No, they'll be all <laughs> and right. And I was just gonna get it one more tattoo. So I yeah, really so have... <laughs> ooh, I've got twenty seven dollars. Did she pay for this tattoo? Yes. Well, yeah, she has money because she's worked for a long time. She's good with that, and she's hypersensitive about having money. And I'm like, Avery, this is the only time in your life that you don't have to worry about bills. And she's already talking. We got into a little little baby spat the other night because she was like. Yeah, I mean, next semester I may pick up some shifts at Target if they'll let me work on call out there too. And I'm like, you're gonna spend the rest of your life working. Like you, yeah. This is the only time. Right. She goes, yeah, but I, I, I freak out about money. I want to. You have money and savings that you yeah. worked hard for. Yeah. She just is has it in her head that she wants to work, and and I get that. I worked my whole life like I, but but I'm different than her, and I can handle multiple things coming at me. I can handle. I don't have executive function issues. So I was like, Avery, you think if the job is like, well, you could pick up this five hour shift to make some money or you have this test you're going to have. What do you think you're going to choose? Right. I know you. I read your hymnal. I got you. <laughs> and she's like, no, I wouldn't. Okay. All right. I just told her, I'm like, just it, take advantage of this. Yeah. You're lucky. No, I know I'm lucky. I just don't. She has this thing about being like not having money when she leaves college. Hmm. Because I've already said to her, I'm like, well, just so we're clear, when you're done with college, and I say that, Doug's like, you totally are going to cave. I'm like, no, I'm telling you. I need her to feel like she's going to be on her own financially so she doesn't lean on that. Yeah. Mm -mm. I, I always knew I was on my own. My mom may have helped me a little bit after college and been like, here's something to help you get on your feet. And yeah. we'll do that too. But there's a level of like, get ready. Yes. They have to be responsible. Yeah. Georgia and wants a job too. And I... I asked her to wait until winter because she's in a quarterly school and it is a fast and furious pace. Hers is court. It's 10 weeks. 
That's Avery's too, yeah. I think. She every, yeah, it's her semester is a court. Maybe there's her two. I don't know. A semester is usually. So she goes four times, not three. She doesn't have three. She has, well, she has fall, winter, spring, summer. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Avery doesn't do summer, right? So, no, Georgia doesn't either. Right, so, so Avery's the same way, yeah. She does fall, winter, spring. Yep. And the 10 weeks they told us in our parent weekend, they were like, just. We love it when kids work. Love it. It's great. There's so many positive aspects to working, especially there. The school that she's at has a lot of work programs on campus. Oh, that's great. So that she can be work there. And they know you're in school here and, you know, yeah. you're a student and shit happens. Yeah. Um, but yeah, they were like, we was highly encourage that they really get this quarterly system under their belt. So whether that's like winter or spring until they get a job. Yeah. Definitely don't get a job until fall unless you just absolutely need financial yeah. support. So I told her that and she was like, okay, but I think, uh, I think she wants to get a job too. Georgia wanted to get a job when she was 16 and her dad so was Avery, like, what are you, an asshole? Avery got it at 15 and a half. And yeah. I was like, but it what was, was she good. What'd she do? She was a hostess oh, for awesome. nine months and she hated, she hates working in general, like hates it. And I, I hate that she hates it, but she's like, <laughs> she comes home from Target and I'm like, hey, how was it? She was like, oh, it's awful. And I go, all right, is any of it good? I mean, the money. This is her, though. (laughs) I mean, literal Nancy. I mean, I like making the money. I just hate working. And I'm like, I'm like, how do you handle that? Like, but is there ever a day that you're like, oh, it was a good day at work? Mm -mm, No, literally sucks. All of it. And I'm just like, God, I was never like that. I remember. I, I can't. I think I remember. I liked work. Mm-hmm. It was different. It was a fast pace. I, and I've had a job since I was 10. You yeah. know what I mean? Like yeah. 10, 12. I mean, I was making bracelets and selling them. I was making tattoos at eight years old. So you could lick your hand and put the pen, you know, the marker. Yep. In. I mean, I was selling, I was always hustling. I was selling erasers and marking them up when I was like in kindergarten. How funny. Just ghetto. Like I'd buy erasers in a pack from Kmart on blue light special. And I'd go to school and be like, oh, I've got these watermelon erasers and they smell like watermelon scratch and sniff stickers. You can buy this watermelon and this and they match. And people would be like, I'll buy that. How much? 15 cents. I got it for two pennies. I mean, always a gangster when it came to yeah, that. Right? marking things up. I do custom tattoos and people would be like, oh, do you do unicorns? Mm-hmm. And I would learn to draw a unicorn backwards. So that when they licked it and put it on their hand, it would be facing the right way. Oh, how funny. I still can do that. That's awesome. Yeah. So I get where Avery gets her art artisan side. Yeah. But she wants to, I mean, she makes 16 bucks an hour working at Target. I'm like, dude, you're killing it. Yeah, totally. She just can't work the register. They've trained her, hates it, can't do it. It's too, it's too exhausting for her. And she mm-hmm. pulls the autism card out now. She's like, yeah, I can't with autism. I can't because- it truly makes her, she's like, she has to be fake and she has to mimic. So she's literally the whole oh. time going, hello, how are you? Is this, did you find everything? Okay. Hello. How are you? Did you? And she can't handle the, the barrage piece. of the conversation ah, that's it. happening at her. Hostessing was like that too. And it was really loud. So yeah. she has to wear like, she wears at target earbuds with a little light music or a history playing as a white noise to her. Yeah. And one time they told her, pulled her aside and said, Hey, you can't listen to your, but she goes, I, I kind of have to. And I'll tell you what I said, Hey, use it. As long as you're not lying about it, yeah, you know, totally. don't abuse it. But if it makes you feel safer and better, I'm all for it. But she likes stalking. Why? By herself. There's no pressure. Yeah. Fulfillment freaks her out because they have to do it to do the 
cart people that drive up the drive through stuff. Oh, got it. Yeah. And yeah. you, and they're timing you. Oh, God. Makes her panic. She doesn't like yeah, it. So it. fulfillment freaks her out, but she likes to do the stocking. She's, she gets it. She goes, I really like the grocery section. I'm like, why? She goes, I hate the health and beauty. She goes, there's too many small things, you know, like <laughs> nail polishes and all that. So she likes stocking cans and stuff. But Doug used to, when he was younger, do you know, Doug used to collect at a, he would collect golf balls and he would be in this old man hired teenagers. They would be in one room by himself. He worked by himself and he would paint the circle with a contraption. It would, and he would just paint the red dye on the Titleist. Interesting. Yeah. That's what he did. And he would be sitting with fumes and just painting. I'm like, were you high as a guy? He was like, I don't know. It probably was really unhealthy, but he would just, they collect the balls and he would just paint them for hours by himself. Crazy. By himself. Yeah. That's him. Him and her by themselves. They're probably alone right now working. (laughs) She's up in his room, up in her room. He's down in his office. And I call him. I'm like, have you guys eaten? No. Have you seen each other all day? No. Okay. How about you coordinate maybe a meet time? Right. So you get out of your holes. Meet you in the kitchen to eat. How about that? I'll meet you in the kitchen to eat. Mm -hmm. Have you seen your child today, honey? He's like, no, I think she's, I think she's here. I'm like, what do you all do when I'm not here? Is there milk? Is there anything? I come home, everything's spoiled. There's mold on the bread. I'm like, how do you, do you wipe your asses when I'm gone? Right. How long are you gone? Five days. Five days. That's it. You've been here that long? No, I've been here. I got here yesterday. I went to a spa and I thought about you from the time I got there to the time I left. Yeah. Was we, it good or no? It was awesome. Oh, yeah. We went uh, for Sandy's 50th birthday to the uh, mission. No, sorry. To it's called Spa Relay in Westlake Village. Mm, you been Westlake there? Village. I've heard of it. Yeah. yeah oh, yeah. Was good. you should go. I got like a scrub slash massage. Nice. And uh, they have... Um, their waiting area had a lot of like snacks. Oh yeah, and drinks. Nice. And then you could walk out into a patio that had a fireplace, and you could order like legit food. Yeah. Restaurant, and they had napping rooms. Yeah. Those I great. mean, I was like, "There's a napping room." Yeah. I'm sold. But the treatment I got was amazing. Oh good. It was amazing. That's good. And the whole time I was there, I was like, "Rumbly needs to come out here and check this out." It's so. It was so great. I, I thought about it the whole time. It was like a week ago. I went. Like well, you know, ago. I don't know if you know this because you and I haven't talked about. I another change that happened in my life that was huge. Uh, all at the same time, by the way, the night we're dropping Avery off at college, my company was acquired. No, yeah. I didn't know that. ISM was our hotel business side. All of our hotel contracts, um, not the provide spa salons that we opened that are tanking. And killing me and causing me to almost have heart attacks daily. Um, but that's another, that's another podcast about businesses that fail. Um, you know, I've been in business 17 years and I've never had a failed business. And these ones are literally causing me to want Why to Why are they failing, do you think? It's just, we got hit with COVID variant, Omicron when we opened, the Delta variant. Staffing has been an absolute nightmare. It's in, you know, they were the former Red Door locations, they're, they're a little engine that could, they're trying, but staffing, no one came back. The guests were all pissed off because Red Door left them with millions of dollars of gift cards. So, you know, we can't honor those, of course. And it just has been so hard. And I, we have successful spots. It's just, they're beautiful, beautiful locations. Yeah. We, I opened up five of them. We just had to close one down. You did? Can't, can't do it. We, it's, the rent is so high that we literally won't make it. And it's like, 
we just we just need more time and the landlords are like nope rents do you know and it's yeah. just it's one of those where i've had to i've had to i've had to research um you'll appreciate this because it's it's like self therapy and i need to get in therapy over this stuff because i i thought i was having a heart attack mm-hmm. uh several months ago and it was because of the stress that i was under and it was it was just a panic attack and i've only had a few of those and but it felt different and it was it was like i felt i felt my heart tightening it was oh, weird wow. and it scared the shit out of me my, t- my throat tightened and i was like oh my god doug i and he was like, I'm really worried about you because I'm, I'm not, I wasn't sleeping because I can't compartmentalize. Mm. I cannot put stress and things I can't control over here and go to sleep Yeah, and not worry about it. Yeah, I worry about it. I'm stressing about it. I'm freaking out about it. I'm trying to control it. I'm thinking of every scenario and how to get in front of it, around it, or, like a squirrel. I'm all over it. And I just, I did some research on the brain because I was like, there are people that are neurosurgeons. They have brains and hearts in their hands and they can compartmentalize. Why is it that that flap of worry, Carson Daly has anxiety about worrying. And I remember watching him, funny enough, Carson Daly, TRL guy, you know, and it's like, I watched him talk about it. It is, it is absolutely paralyzing to him, his worry. Yeah. Because he thinks he's going to die. Like he has mm-hmm. this phobia of they're not going to be okay or any worries. And he said, a therapist told him once, you just don't have the flap that shuts, the valve that shuts to not worry. Yeah. His wife does, doesn't have the, the problem with it. He, it doesn't shut. Right. And he said when he was able to see that and, mm-hmm. re, you know, could feel that, yeah. he, he could relate to it. And I felt when I, he said that, I went, that's exactly what I feel. Right. Like the gate doesn't close. Yeah. And I started doing research on, what is a tool? How can I not worry so much, especially about shit I cannot control? Right. I can't control a COVID variant. I can't control weather shutting us down. I can't control staffing issues. I can't control if people are coming or not and calling. I can only do what I can do. Mm-hmm. I can't control if we have enough money to support that. I can't control all this. Mm-hmm. And it was really hard for me because I'm I'm a perfectionist and I want it to, you know, you start beating yourself up about it. Like, God, I everything I've done is done well. What, why not this? And a lawyer of mine said, well, you know, he goes, I tell every, and he's like 67. He's about to retire. He goes, every incredible business owner is one business decision away from bankruptcy. Mm. Every single one. He goes, and I've, he goes, I've walked people through bankruptcy that were close to multi-billionaires. Wow. And I've walked millionaires through bankruptcy. And I, he goes, one business decision away from it. Because you can't predict things. Right. And some things are not predictable. Right. And and it, it gave me a little solace knowing that. But there was a level of like, don't let that be your, you know, your flag. Like, don't don't fall on your sword about it. Mm-hmm. If you have to end up one day declaring bankruptcy, fuck it. I mean, you'll be okay. Yeah. And I had to have Doug say to me, you've done great. Yeah. Stop worrying you about have. shit you can't control. Yeah. We're going to be okay. I needed somebody to tell me that because my brain wasn't me saying it meant nothing. Yes. Right. You're okay. Don't worry. It's going to be, even if you lost everything, you'd be, I mean, literally I was having to go like, okay, so what does it look like if you lose everything? I mean, and having those thoughts were really damaging to my psyche. It sounds very scary, scary, emotional. Um, you know, I'm the breadwinner in the family and, and 
it was worried. It worried me a lot to the point where I was, I wasn't sleeping and I was, my hair started thinning and I was just, I wasn't eating as much. My IBS was on fire. Like I was waking up literally four times in the middle of the night with just cramping in my stomach because I wear my, my stomach is where I feel a lot. Yeah. And, um, so I just started thinking about things and going, cause I would wake up at two in the morning being like, Oh my God. Okay. Well, if we, if we got to pay this, we got to pay, we got to, uh, we've got to change this. And we, we got to think of it. I mean, this was my brain. And yeah. I, I was like, I can't keep doing this. Yeah. So I had to tell Alana, I was like, I lost it. I was like, I, I'm crying uncle. Like I cannot be worrying about this shit. Right. You have to bear some of this burden for me. Yeah. yeah. And cause she was not having to worry about it as much cause I was taking it all on. And so I was like, you have to, you've got to, you got to ride or die this. Like I need you. You're my partner in it. But you're a little MIA in this, and I cannot hold this down by myself. Mm-hmm. Um, so just going through that. So we had the opportunity. We've been working on this before COVID. COVID shut down any potential acquisition, and then it picked back up. Now, this acquisition is for the Red Door Spas? No, no. they carved those out. Got it. Because they're leases, and they don't like risk. So the company's called Arch Amenities Group, and it was our main competitor, WTS. And they were, they were a large spa management company. And they got bought by a company that wants to do a large-scale amenities company. They do meeting space, fitness companies. They manage all these things. They manage hotel spas. And so they bought, they acquired our hotel contracts with ISM. And then they also acquired the skincare company, Provi. They did? Mm-hmm. That's exciting. Yeah. So- I congratulations. Thanks. I'm an employee for the first time in 25 years. Wow. And I have to answer to a CEO, which is really different for me. And I this bet. all, I mean, literally we were signing the documents the night we were saying goodbye to Avery. Wow. And, I, and I remember being angry about that. I'm like, I can't even get me sending my kid to college without right. my business barking at me. Right. Kicking me in the nuts. Yeah, I was yeah, so totally. angry. I should have been rejoicing. I was pissed off. Yeah. And I remember being like, I need an hour. I was texting. I said, I need everyone to get off my D right now. I am t- turning my child over. To- I was so angry. I'm like, don't steal my goddamn day. Yeah, right. I was really mad about that. I don't blame you. Because I couldn't, I couldn't, I couldn't say no. I couldn't put it off. Right. This is it. Right. It was literally, or get off the pot. I mean, yeah. it was, we're either doing this or we're not. And we had gone, we had waffled back and forth. Are we going to do this? Or are we not going to do it? Are we not? And we were scared. We didn't want, did we sell too short? Did we, should we have held on? And you know, all that stuff. But it's been three months now, 90 days in. And my title is chief creative and product officer awesome. over Provide specifically. I still do business development for our spas, but you know, it's been, it's been a whirlwind of learning and listening. And you know, everyone's like, oh, you built a company. You guys sold it. Good for you. Not all people can do that. And I'm like, oh, we've learned a lot. Yeah, we had a lot of debt journey. coming out of COVID, and so we we you know people think it's a whirlwind and you it's a windfall, and you're like, no, nah, you got a lot of debt you got to pay back. So, but you know it. I will tell you this, I say this now, but I I own still spa theology in Asheville, and I own my two spas out here, and I own these four spa salons in the DMV area. I will never own another company. No, no. You're done. I'm done. I'm 49. Yeah. And I'm done. And I say that because COVID literally flipped my life so far upside down. And I have in two years emotionally aged 
a lot. Yeah. Like I feel like I'm 25 years older than I am. Right. Emotionally. Right. Mentally, physically a little bit too. Yeah. You know, um, because it just took such a toll that I was like, I don't know if I ever want that responsibility of other people's livelihoods on my back yeah. anymore. And right now I still have my locations. I love them. I love the people that are committed. It's really hard to find staff and it still is two years later. But when that's done, I'm done. You're done. I'll be done. I will. And I will lovingly say goodbye to them. And that, whether that means selling those eventually later on or just closing the door. Right. Because I, I, the stress and that's, it's been very comforting actually to go. "Mm -mm, mm -mm." Yeah. For the first time, you know, really going, you better prioritize your health or you won't, you won't see that retirement. So everything you busted your ass for and sacrificed and resented because you worked and not, it'll all be for nothing. Right. If you freaking croak because you're stressing out and over shit, you can't control. It's you know? very true. Yes. So. I'm coming to that a little bit too. Uh, uh, we, we have so much going on in our business too, where I lately have been thinking, um, uh, not that what we do isn't fun. Sure. What we do is really fun. Yeah. But, but there's a toll. But there's a toll, and I don't see Bert ever. Yeah. And uh, I, like I said this before, I feel like I've raised these two kids and we've built this family, and now the kids are going away. Yeah. And I'm like, what the fuck? What am I supposed to do now? Now, I have all these friends. I'll, I have this podcast. I have this business with my husband that we run. But I want to, you know, I want to go to the beach and yeah. blow off a day. And yeah. I don't have that day. Right. I, I can't find a day. Yeah. And I'm like, what, what are we working for? Yeah, what's what, the point? What are we working this hard for? Well, what's the exit strategy, uh, right? Uh, yeah, there's not one. I don't think. I'm working on exit strategy now. I have a four-year four year plan. Uh, I have an employment agreement. You know, I'll stay with them as long as I feel valued and respected and that what I do contributes to something. And and until that time or until they say peace out, I mean, I, I've never had the, it's been years. Lowry's was the last job I ever had. Right. So I can't imagine someone being like, yeah, we're no longer going to need, I can't imagine that rejection. No. Right. It's been a long time since I've been rejected. So it'd be like, oh God, what am I acting again? Holy <laughs> shit. Um, what are people not laughing at the jokes? <laughs> so, but I do think that for me, I go, I I will be 50 in December next year, just turn 49. So I go, okay, what is the plan? Doug will work until he's dead. That's his gig. He doesn't have a business that he could sell. Right. So he'll do, it's all in his brain. It's him. Yeah. Okay. What's the next evolution of me? Yeah. And I've really been thinking about that. What, what is, is my next evolution? I don't want to own a branding agency, even though I love branding. I love creating, you know, brand touch points of things. I love it. I love that. I don't like the marketing aspect of it. I like the branding of uh-huh. it. Um, I get off on it. But I, again, I don't want to have employees. I don't want to have people responsible. It's just too, because I am too emotionally invested in people. I cannot, my heart can only take so much breaking mm-hmm. before it affects me mentally, physically, and all that shit. So I don't know. You know, I, I love, I love consulting. I love, I love organizational psychology. Uh-huh. I always have, because that's what I do now. If I come into a spa or into a restaurant and they hire us as consultants to come in and kind of analyze what's going on, 
I kind of give a no bullshit approach to it. It's almost like, you know, those uh, restaurant hell restaurants yeah, where they yeah, come yeah. in and they're just like, fire them, get rid of that. That sucks. Why are you doing that? I love that because yeah. that's kind of who I am in corporate world where I can go, uh, you know, what I always say, how's your window? Are you open to hear some stuff you know, <laughs> to like the chef or and be like, everybody hates you. Yeah. And when I say everybody, I'm not kidding because they think you're full of shit. And here's why, you know, and, and get them to feel safe enough because I think I have to use my strengths, which is discerning. Like people trust me. I get immediate trust with people. Typically I can put, get their walls to come down. It's discerning, right? Like they can go, ah, I'm not, I'm not afraid of you. I, you're not intimidated yeah. by you. Yeah. And they feel that they can let their hair down. And I, you know, I talk a little crass. I, I curse a little bit. So it makes them feel like I'm not too stuffy. And there's something about that, that I like uh-huh. being valued as an outsider observing, giving you my two cents, whether you want it or not. Yeah. If you want it, this is what it's going to be. I like doing that. So I could see myself doing that. Um, I don't think Doug and I, I always say like I would be able to build Doug's business, but I don't know if him and I working together would be good. We've, we, we don't work well together like that. Right. We kind of, because I have more experience in business than him and he's an artist Mm -hmm. and I, I want to smack him sometimes. Like I tell him, let's look at your profit and loss. And he just glazes over and he starts arguing with me about how QuickBooks spits out a freaking profit and loss. (laughs) And he wants to argue with QuickBooks. I'm like, really? (laughs) There's smarter people than you doing this shit. Well, it just doesn't make any sense. Okay. You want to rewrite the word, the programming for QuickBooks? Holy shit. Yeah. Working with a spouse is a very specific muscle. Yeah. And you have to, you have to, you have to either work at the same pace or you have to like, I have to work at Bert's pace sometimes. And then I have places where I get to work at my pace. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So if you're not able to do that, if you're not able to put aside your pace, I think it's really hard for yeah. the other person. Bert never works at my pace. No. I mean, I, I sometimes will go, I need you to, I, I need to fire hose you. Oh, yeah. Because well, you're I the molder. You'll, you, you, you will mold and morph into, and then be able to pull oh, back in yourself. Yes, that's right. Yeah, that's right. And he's not able to do no. that as easily. So if you can't do that with Doug, I wouldn't recommend it. Yeah. We so worked together on spa designs yeah. and we would butt heads and the end product was always great, but I could see him getting, I mean, he's had moments where I've, He'll ask me for my advice for like HR stuff or business wise stuff, but very far in between. Like he doesn't, it, when the past I would give him advice on me, he'd be like, okay, thanks. <laughs> don't try to manage me. And I'm like, <laughs> don't need a manager then. You know, like, and I'd be like, cause you've run lots of companies, you've run successful, you've run multi-million dollar companies. Oh, you haven't. <laughs> like I get really pissed off. Uh, yeah. I'm like, you have a valuable resource here yeah. and you're choosing to ignore it. Yeah. That's a choice. You can stay being a little child, throwing your feces, or <laughs> you could learn something for a second. He is. He's always in the corner throwing shit like a little ape, right? Put his finger up in his butt, throwing the shit. Maybe he has a little container with a spoon. No, <laughs> no, because that would be, that would actually be nice because then you're not touching the shit. No, no, he's full on throwing the shit like the monkey in the zoo waiting for it to fling and hit you and I'm dodging it and I'm going, that's an HR moment. Don't fling the shit. He drives me nuts. Cause I'm like, no, I don't have 17 years under my belt of running successful companies. Right. And then one time he went, he went the last four, I'm been that successful. I'm like, Oh my God. I'm like, 
<laughs> There's the heart attack coming. Oh, jeez. I'm like, oh, that was a good one. That was a good one. Things like couch. I'm coming, Elizabeth. Yeah. Wheezy. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> San Francisco. Oh, my shit. God. Yeah. That's what I live with. And it's beautiful. But well, I think that's just typical marriage shit because yeah. I'll say stuff to Bert and then, you know, someone else will say the same thing and I'll go, motherfucker. Great idea. Great idea. And inside forever. you go like this. Oh, really? And I you want to punch never him. never thought of that. <laughs> asshole yeah. yeah of course yeah, it happens a lot i think we're disregarded not on purpose even well doug chooses this is brilliant and and he has caught himself now and he'll giggle about it when i catch him finding out that he does it he literally hears me say he plucks words of my sentences like if i'm saying something he'll be like he'll hear trash the nighttime sentence that makes no sense. That makes no sense what I just said, because he's hearing plucking words out of an entire paragraph. Yeah. And I'll go, what did I say? And he's like, I don't know, something about trash, something about trash. And I go, oh, my God, <laughs> I told you like 17 other sentences and that's all you heard. He was like, eh, it, it, yeah. and he said it's just too many words coming out. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, so do I need to talk to you like a robot? Trash now, Monday night, go fuck yourself. Like, what? <laughs> Is that, are these the words? He's like, well, if I hear the last part, maybe. <laughs> Naked guy. Naked guy. Yeah, that's hot. That's so totally hot. My I God, mean, do it more. Matter of fact, you should do guy. this every day. And you know, I'll do this every day. Oh my God. And if I just say that, does it make it happen? No, no, no. no. I don't know. I think men, I know my man has a real misconception of what sexy is for a woman, you know, like, oh yeah, what he thinks he's doing that he thinks is sexy (laughs) is so very incorrect. That's the naked guy. Yeah. I'm telling you, he has a video. There is a movie (laughs) old school. I'm rolling it like it's 1942. <laughs> he is playing that movie where a guy comes out of the shower and it's like, hey, what's up? And I'm supposed to be like, oh, my God, you're, that's amazing. You're supposed to go meow, 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 meow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and, and go, you know, and purr and roll. And and uh, no, Just I'm like, because nothing is up. hot. Just because you showed up. And you're naked. Yes, that's. I think Bert has the same exact. Yes, he just because he showed up. I should you be like. You stood here and, and I should ready. be drooling. Yes, I'm like if I'm drooling, call the ambulance. Yes, by the by, because exactly. I've had a stroke. I've had a stroke. I know. I used to say to Bert <laughs> when he'd come home off the road, I was like, the only acceptable greeting for you is for me to be naked in the threshold of the doorway. Absolutely, <laughs> hundred and going like this. Hey, uh, I yes. missed you so Hi. much. You ready? I'm not exhausted, tired exactly. from running every fucking thing. No, I know that. And Doug, literally, he's stuck in 1982. There's hair. There's hair. There's a lot of clothing. There could be shoulder pads. I don't know. Maybe there's Converse. There's really tight pants. Maybe some studs. Maybe. Maybe. With a shirt unbuttoned. Yeah. And and I'm supposed to meow. And I just, I told him, I'm like, you have been indoctrinated yeah. with 1985, 86 porn. And it's a problem yeah. because it's not real. No. What you see is an actress going, yeah, okay, just not. <laughs> Really goes, but the roles are reversed though. Like I said, I'm like, if I ever come out of the shower and I'm walking naked and I do that to you and I, and I do that to you, I am fucking with you <laughs> for the record. I'm seeing how far I can take this 
just to reject you to see what happens. Like that's not, <laughs> I'm not doing that for me. Like that's not what I see as sexy. Right. And so what I'll say is, you know, it'd be really great is if one, you put on your pants, that would be great. And then how about you just say, Hey honey, let's go to dinner. Yeah. You know what? You look so pretty. And he goes, ah, oh, boring. He says boring. <laughs> and I'm like, for who? For who? For, for naked who? guy? Right. How about stay naked, but say those beautiful things, but just, but just tuck the pee pee away. Cause it's right here. Like it, it's right. Here. Right. It's right here. <laughs> I see it. I don't even have to look. It's right there. Yeah. Can't miss it. Can you? How can you? No, you can't miss it. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, so I don't know why I keep going back to Naked Guy because I'm thinking about it making me giggle. And then I'm thinking that he's doing it to be funny, but he's not. But he's not. He's being serious. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And then he jokes like he's being funny. And I'm like, you're being serious. That's because you would die if I was doing that. You know, he thought he'd try it. He'd give it a try. Give it a shot. If it works, great. If it doesn't work, it's a joke. But hold on. When do you get the hint? Yeah. When does the mm-hmm. joke lay flat and you go, I'm going to move on from that joke? Yeah, I don't know. Well, you know, maybe he doesn't take those social cues. <laughs> <laughs> maybe Surrounded not. by it. It's always around. <laughs> Here's my social cue. Put it away. <laughs> not now. You're reading that? You Here's know the social I mean? cue. Tell me I'm beautiful. Tell me I'm Ask beautiful. Me to go to dinner. Ask me to dinner. Yep. And let's not make it Zaxby's or some freaking fast food Wendy's. <laughs> Can you splurge a little bit and let's have some nice evening. little romance? Well, that's what I told him. I said, you just gotta, you gotta, it percolates. Women need to be, you need to rev the engine. He's like, oh, and I go, yeah, uh-huh. because mama is older. You need to rev the engine. It starts. He goes, I know it starts in the beginning of the day. Yes. It's a heart emoji. It's you telling me I'm thinking about you. Yeah. Hey, I didn't know if you had lunch plans today. Huh? Yeah. Huh? Yeah. Yeah. Me? Huh? That's what I need. And then you might get, yeah, but you won't get, yeah, because then I'm making fun of a Kardashian. <laughs> so if I'm doing that, we're mocking each other. But you know what I mean? Like, you got to rev the engines. Yeah, totally. We've been together 25 years. Like, you got to rev it. And, yes. and it doesn't count by naked guy coming out and stretching. That, that's not a rev. <laughs> that's a shutdown. That's shut the engine. That cracks me up so much because. Because you know. Well, you know, Doug is so funny. I think he is playful. But you, but he's playful. He's not playful like just out there. Like no, he's Bert dorky, like playful. You. He's, he's dorky. He is dorky, playful. Yeah. And I, not that I imagine him naked. Yeah. But yeah. I imagine the playful part of sure. that. Yeah. And but I just love Doug. I love him to pieces. You know, I've always loved him. I know from I know. the beginning. He's like a brother. He's the brother you never had. He's like a brother. I swear to God, I just love old Dougie Fresh. I know. He's I know. the best. I wish. He, I wish he could. I wish he could experience coming to visit you guys, especially when Bert's here, because he needs some of that manly friendship too. You yeah. know where because Bert just makes him laugh so hard, and Doug loves to laugh. Well, and, they've they always had a good friendship. Yeah, they were very. Uh, I think they they connected right from the beginning. Yeah. Like from just right from the start. Yeah. There was really, because I think Bert liked that Doug didn't give a shit of one who he is because, mm-hmm. you know, Doug was always around people and he just never cared. He didn't give a shit about any of that. And, and none of us have in that way. We just want the best for everybody. And so I think there's something great about a friendship that's seen seen you kind of go through it. Do you know that I have video? Just remember this. I found old footage. It was from it's brief. It's from your wedding. No. Yes. It was from your, your rehearsal dinner. Oh yeah. I was at the table and Bert, it was at your wedding. It, Doug had a high eight camera. And so I just 
went to iMemories and paid to send all these off and came back. And it was, we were in Bowden, Georgia. Yeah. And I filmed something in Bowden. We're at the little church. Yeah. Um, Corey was there. Croy, right? Croy. Yeah. yeah. He's in there briefly. And then it was just so beautiful because it, we're at your we're at your rehearsal dinner and it was really sweet. Aww, and I loved it. Sweet. Yeah. I gotta I gotta send that to you guys. Yeah, I'd love link. to see it. And it was kind of it got a little jumpy because it's an old tape, but it was great to see that and and see it, people were standing up and kind of talking. And Bert gives a speech talking about he got his guys' cufflinks. Yes. Yeah. It's the speech. Did. So Aww. I didn't know if you've had some of that footage. So I don't know if I do either. I don't even know where I, this is terrible. <laughs> I don't know where my video is. And someone just asked me for a wedding picture of me and Bert together. And I don't have one of us by ourselves. I can't yeah. find it. I had one blown up to like eight by 10. Yeah. I have no idea where it is. It might, I might have, I, I think, have the negatives. I think but. in the video, I have the, I, I feel like I remember seeing in the video, the photography session. It was with your dad. Oh, I think that's part maybe. of it. So you can do a still from that. I have the negatives, but yeah. I don't have the picture, but I got to find the video because Doug recorded some of our wedding. Do you remember this? And he kept, he kept, he kept editing like on the fly where he would take a shot of Lorenzo eating oh, yeah. Yeah. and then he would turn the camera off and then you go back and Lorenzo's still, still eating. eating and he turned the camera off and then you go back and Lorenzo's still eating. So it looked like Lorenzo ate for like six hours straight. Yes. It was hysterical. Yes. But I don't know where that tape is. I bet, you know, I wonder if we had it digitized. I had, I found boxes and boxes of Bert sets uh-huh. and George's first poop and oh, uh, yeah. all this stuff. And I sent it all off and had it digitized and I haven't had time to look through it. Oh yeah. So it I, I paid and I, I got the member, I got the deal where you can keep it for a year on the cloud and downloaded it all. So I'll send you what, what I have in that link because it's really cute. And I, oh. I, you know, cause you watch, I had a lot of I five stuff. So that's when I was going through these things and, and really identifying these pictures and Doug and I, and we weren't in Italy, but like our first kind of first year anniversary and just really great stuff that you're like, oh my God, we were so young. I know we were so young. The houses that we were looking for when we were, when we, and then the house we ended up buying in LA, the first one, just a lot of memories. So and cool. then Avery, of course, like yeah. years and years of Avery. Yeah. So that's that great. So cool. I think I have Georgia and Avery, their one year birthday party when, when you guys came and I have Georgia and her together. And then I think I had Georgia and her in the, in the little pool bathtub thingy we made for him. Yeah. I remember that. Beautiful. Oh, love that. So cute. Long time ago. I know. I know. Well, we should go have dinner. I know. You want to go have dinner? I would love to have dinner. Yeah. Let's you. do that. Thank yeah. you for talking to me on the podcast. Oh, you know, I love being here. I know. I love you to pieces. I know. It's so nice to see you. I'm so glad that this, this if anything, this business brings me back here to get to see you. So I agree. I love that. I Thank love you that. for this business. <laughs> Thank, Thank you for business. Buying two Thanks for not giving me a heart attack. This uh, business but amen, man. <laughs> yeah. Thank God for that. Yeah. Well, yeah. I love you. I love you too. Let's go eat. Let's do it. You got a brand new key. I think that we should